Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dex Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Padman. Hi. Hi there. I wasn't looking at you in the eyes. Could you feel that? Yeah, it felt really cold. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's, <laughs> let's try it again. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Dax Shepard. I'm joined by Monica Lily Padman. Hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Hello. Good morning. Well, depending on the place in the world you are. That's right. We have to account for everyone in every corner of the globe. That's right. Speaking of someone who was known around the globe, mm, pretty good ding, segue. Ding, ding. Really good ding, ding, ding. Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, of course, is an actor and a model. And above all that, a fucking icon, a certified icon. And she has a new movie out on Netflix called A Castle for Christmas. And we talk about that as well as her incredibly unique, interesting story. Yeah, this was a great episode. It was really, really fun. It exceeded my expectations by quite a bit. I really, really liked it. Um, We have a limited run, 500 limited edition marine layer armchair expert sweatshirts. If you want to get one, they have hand-drawn artwork on them. You can hear about it more in the fact check, or you can just go buy one now. Go to armchairexpertpod.com, and you can get a beautiful, beautiful blue marine layer armchair expert. Hand-drawn by Dak Shepard. Okay, please enjoy Brooke Shields. We are supported by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can also sell custom merch. Guys, this is what we do on Squarespace. We have a merch team, and we offer it all on a website beautifully built by WobbyWob on Squarespace. Simply design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. With Squarespace, it doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services, they have all the tools you need to start selling online. Just take one of their professional website templates, then customize the look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so you can stand out online on any device. For a free trial, just head to squarespace.com slash DAX. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code DAX to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Look, it's been about six years I've been starting my day with the nutritional secret weapon of AG1. It's been my go-to for support in five vital areas of health, energy, gut health, hormonal, and neural support, and... Ding, 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 I'm old, healthy aging. And let me share a little secret about AG1. They've spent over a decade dedicated to creating a high-quality foundational nutrition supplement. And quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I definitely feel that I have more energy after I drink it. Yeah, I just feel overall stable. Yeah, you're getting it all at once. AG1 is designed for real people with real lives. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com DAX. That's drinkag1.com DAX. Check it out. He's an I saw you glance around, getting <laughs> comfortable with your that. surroundings. That's Monica as a baby. That's oh. me as a baby. Can you even Come comprehend on. the cuteness that is that photo? <laughs> oh. 
We have found it to have some healing powers with a few people, so we keep it up. It's Absolutely. Really sweet. <laughs> My childhood best friend from Michigan has a copy of that hanging in his living room. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, and he says, I stare at it sometimes, and I think I might love this baby more than my own children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Will you hone in on the eyebrows real quick? Yeah, I mean, I'm slightly jealous. It used to be my domain, but clearly it's not. Actually, that's the best compliment I could ever get from anyone, ever. <laughs> Just had to pass the torch. You thought you were the queen of the brows in 87, and yeah. guess what? Joke's on you. Major competition. I'm, I'm <laughs> happy to hand you, hand you the, the torch. <laughs> okay, so right away you got here and we started talking about this preposterous schedule you're on, right? So you right. flew in late last night and you've yeah. been press all day and then you're going to take a red eye back to New York. So yes. what that immediately makes me think of is the difference between my wife and I. Okay. Okay, so your husband's in show business as well, yes. Chris. Yes. He's come up multiple times on this show because- He's one of the best storytellers. We'll get into that. Oh, I've only had a couple meetings with him, and I almost remember every story he told because he's <laughs> such a good storyteller. But do you fall into this pattern where my wife, when she has to go out of town, she wants to be with the kids, so she takes the last flight out and then the very first flight back yeah. and makes herself miserable. And I lie and say I'm starting one day earlier than I am. And I go sit in a hotel and just sit there on a bed. And I'm so happy. So. And enjoy your, your yeah. freedom. Yes. So <laughs> no. It, and I'm on I'm FaceTiming them all the while. Right, here. right. Yeah. yeah. So and then I just can't wait to get back because it's a weekend and how old are they? 18 and asshole. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. So they're 15. Perfect. 15? I, I, I wow, good job. <laughs> yeah, she is 15. She's she's 15. That, yeah. That's what she is, is 15. Yeah. I guess we have a similar age gap. We'll be uh, hitting that sweet spot at the exact same time. Virtually. And you'll have two of them. Yeah. And it's fun. Yeah. So much fun. It's just, I mean, it, I just got this FaceTime. There's a dress that she wants to buy. And so she's FaceTiming me in the dress. And and it's like this drama, and I'm trying to succinctly tell her what is the best plan of action to get said dress, and in case said dress doesn't fit yeah. the same way, yeah. we can get another one, but we'll, like this whole thing. But I was laying it out. Then I get a text that says, I really don't appreciate the way you talk to me. Okay. Yeah. I think that you talk to me like I am a child. Uh -huh. And I'm like, hmm, okay. Oh, <laughs> well, Wow. You are. You are my child. Yes. Yeah, let's start but there. You are my child. They're so different. Are yours really different? Oh, my God. They're opposites. Night and day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Same parents, same bodies. Yeah. Same house. They're getting all their nurturing in. Nurturing, and same. And it's That's just... So crazy. It shines a light on how much genetically is going on with yeah. us, don't you think? <laughs> exactly. Now, we try to distance ourselves from these gender stereotypes, but I'm going to fucking double down on this one. So I think conventionally, girls are way easier as kids than boys. They potty train quicker. They learn to speak quicker. They learn to walk quicker. I mean, they're just- As little children, yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're faster to their growth yes. and their progress. They communicate better. They're generally more cooperative. And then the whole scenario flips in the teen years. And then all of a sudden, the boys that were like, you couldn't get them to fucking do anything, pull right. their pants up. <laughs> now they're just like, they're not a pain in the ass. I don't have boys, but when I think about boys and girls, I think that a boy at the, at the same age will want to just take a, a vase, right, and just smash it yeah. just mm -hmm. to see what it feels like. When it hits the ground, do you feel it? Like yeah. if you throw it hard, like what? Power. What, they want to be strong. They want to feel and, that. Yeah, yeah. The girl will watch the scenario, stand next to the mother and say, oh, is that valuable? <laughs> <laughs> is 
that like an heirloom? Was that your mother? Oh. Yeah. Oh, what uh-huh. a shame. Probably can't be fixed. Huh? <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, you're evil. <laughs> yeah. So they're ratcheting up the uh, the trauma that the broken yeah. vase has induced. I think the hormones, like, you know, you don't want to sort of blame things on it, but what's raging through their bodies is sometimes I just have to not respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just have to sort of almost not even breathe. Yeah. wait for the storm to hit and yeah. then dissipate and then just move on. That's right. <laughs> Listen, you don't go outside and start cleaning up your yard after a tornado, mid-tornado. No, no. You wait until the whole thing's you passed. Wait. You like double check. Then oh, you're yeah. grateful for the tornado eventually. Yeah. It's taught you some stuff. <laughs> do they treat your husband different than you, do you Com- feel? They're completely different. The way they react, the, the way they respond. It's also interesting to see because girls, I really do think, well, mine anyway, their dad is kind of their first love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Right. It's just there's something in that. It's special. It's like the greatest fucking thing on, on earth for me. I, I mean, know. yeah. I mean, my girls tell me everything. Mm-hmm. For better or worse. Yeah. yeah. They don't, <laughs> and, and it usually ends up with don't tell dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see if that flips it all. Just because I have conventionally been the disciplinarian. I'm the one that's like, bedtime's this time. We don't eat a lot of sugar. I've kind of unfortunately taken that role. Did you know you were going to take that role? Or did you just like, did that happen? That's a great question. I don't think I had any expectations one way or another. I'm six and a half years older than my little sister. And my mom worked and single mother. So I very much was part of raising that little girl. Like diapers, the whole nine yards. So... I wasn't nervous. Like other parents yeah, are nervous. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I did this at seven. Right. And Carly's alive. She's yeah. doing great. <laughs> She's thriving. So I didn't have a lot of the anxiety, I think. And then that may have just kind of funneled in a lot of different directions. Which I'm is guessing. really great. I mean, Chris had to, with Rowan, I had really bad postpartum depression. So I was, and my hands were like a prize fighters, like after a loss. Swollen. Like my, just massively swollen. Wow. And so between depression and crying all the time and not even being able to hold the baby and trouble breastfeeding. It was like all that stuff. He had to sort of swoop in and he went from being like a guy who was like, oh, I'm going to break a baby, you know, to like football hold on the phone with this, you know, this, (laughs) the walking and and just swooped in. And with the second child, I was absolutely fine. And so I was uber at it. Yeah. And we have very different relationships with. With number with one and two. The number one and two. Like he, by the time when he, we got to Greer, the younger one, she just wanted to be back inside my womb. Yeah, yeah. And she would say, I want to be in Dale. Little, <laughs> little, little old lady. Aww. And he just would say like, she doesn't like me. She doesn't like me. I'm like, she's okay. a month wow. old. She doesn't not like you. <laughs> Can I guess something though? Yeah. If you had to say, well, let's start with do... The children take after either of you. Don't tell me which. Personality-wise? Right. So my guess is going to be that the firstborn is very much you and the secondborn is him. So exactly. Okay. Except the firstborn looks more like him. Right. But who gives a shit? Yeah. So that. Personality, right? Personality. The younger one, they're the same sign. They're Aries. And Rowan and I are so much more sort of similar in our approach to the world. Mm-hmm. Because we have a, a great friend, a best friend, Amy, who pointed this out to us, and I really agree with it. And I've observed it in a bunch of other families, which is in their family, the oldest is very much like 
her and the second is very much like him and then they get along with each other the best so like right so like our second is very much like Kristen, and i can talk to her like i can right. get through to her because i've been practicing for 15 years right on Kristen. yeah so right. like the one that's like chris you just jive with because you have this kind of it's a, a very format for it already that is a, a very good theory i believe that Rowan has the same sense of humor. She's like her dad. Like she's, we have the same sort of playfulness. Playfulness. Yeah. And also, we think the next thing that the other one's thinking much more so. Right. And it is, and that dynamic is very similar to Chris and. Yeah. And yeah. I, and, and, yeah. And it's just have. a good yeah. flow. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's funny because the younger one, I mean, the 15 year old, she shocked, shocks me at times with her. I mean, she's like a social justice warrior, but she can take an argument and, I mean, manipulate it. Uh, you, you, she can do something wrong and you'll apologize. Yeah, good. She's yeah. something like, I want, I would love her to be like a prosecutor exactly. or something because. She's going to be a defense attorney. She's going to get off all kinds of bad people. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And you'll feel bad about even just bringing them into the, right. the courtroom. Like, right, right. We're sorry. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, I, for me, it's like been the funnest thing I've ever done. I said I didn't. I never regretted having children until I sent my first one to college. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you're just, just like, oh, I didn't expect this kind of pain. Be gutted. I mean, it gutted. It just is, seems like it's going to be forever. Yeah, I should say something really positive right now, but I'm not. I'm going to be honest, which is like, it just gets less and less. They get a bigger and bigger yeah. life. And, and that's ideally, the trajectory. Yeah. That's what you want. Like you look at your own relationship, my own relationship with my parents, and it's like, I have a great one. And I think I'm a couple standard deviations above how often I talk to my mom. But at the same time, I have a very busy life now, and your kids will have busy lives, and that's this process, and it's brutal. You don't really think about it. And also, I was so enmeshed with my mother. You know what I mean? Like, it was the two of us against the world. So that by the time I even went to college, I was terrified. I was like, I'd never been by myself. Yeah. I'd never been alone. It wasn't some relief that I felt. Right, you weren't craving freedom or anything. No, yeah. and all of a sudden... I thought, oh, God, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? You know, and it obviously after a while, it, you know, I adapted. But I watched it also sort of be the beginning of the end for her. For your and mother. It, yeah. Uh -huh. Like then I watched it and I saw and she made a very conscious choice to not grab me back in yeah, when yeah. I would have gone. Did your mother stay single while she was raising you? Yeah. So I had a bunch of stepdads, but there was a lot of periods where we were single and money was tight. So we were partners. Like right. Us three kids were partners with her. And I'll go a step further. She almost raised the husband she would have wanted. Oh, okay. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like her yeah, and yeah. I, we have the, an incredible relationship. I also recognize like I wanted her to be happy. Right. In a way that a husband's not going to. A husband's like autonomous Right. He wants to do his fucking thing. Right. I just wanted to make her happy. And I wanted to keep my mother alive. Like, I just had to keep her alive. Right. So that's what I want to talk about taking on that role as a kid. And, of course, you're not aware of it when you're taking it on. And then later down the line, maybe you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that, that was minimally abnormal, maybe. At the very least, A, single mom, B, alcoholic. Okay. C, I was a famous pretty quickly and so, she was an actress and a model herself um, not an actress modeled in the garment district gotcha like, put gotcha. the dresses on had, and had desires to be a model how about that i don't know what she had desires to do her main desire was to get out of newark 
Mm. And she got out of Newark, you know, and I think she wanted to be somebody else. And so she, very poor, but would go to the thrift shops and get all the poochie and fancy stuff that the rich ladies would just dump off at the whatever sale. And she fashioned herself this New York City, fabulous, sort of a sex pot. She learned all the rules and all the manners. And so there was this sort of societal, I think, approval that she wanted. Yeah. Falls in love with my dad, who was of that world completely. He was a Revlon executive? He was. He was yeah. uh, Helena, Helena Rubinstein. Then he went into sort of executive headhunting, you know, oh, they're placing right, right. executive positions in places like those companies. Yeah. And then they were divorced when I was five months old. So uh, Can we tell what seems like an insane story, which is his family offered her money? Yeah. <laughs> To terminate the pregnancy, Monica? Wow, 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 wow. Because it wasn't good for his social standing. Sure. Because they weren't married yet. And she took the money, which is the most gangster part. Yeah. And guess what? As we can see now talking about she didn't carry through with the plan. Wow. And she did. she She did one of these things where she was like, I totally understand. And slid the envelope over. Like, say no more. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Yep. <laughs> Which yeah. is not a lie. She <laughs> heard him. <laughs> and she understood what they wanted. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then she bought a table. So they were never married. Uh, they were they, married. So what happened was he went out of town thinking that this situation was, was going handled. to be handled Quote. and taken yeah. care of. And sure. he came back a couple of months later, sniffing around again, you know, Mr. and whatever. <laughs> she said she'd meet him. <laughs> She met him and she was like out to here, pregnant. Oh, and he was like, Jesus Christ, oh, oh my God. And then <laughs> made her marry him like in City Hall. Wow. And he cared that much about that label. Yeah. And I think she was completely in love with him. Right. And right. I think he was in love with her. But his mother died when he was like 18, I think. And and my mom was older than my dad by like nine years. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, in the <sighs> 60s. And so oh there's something in there. That's some Freudian shit, obviously. For him. Yeah, yeah. for him. Sure. Yeah. And for her to sort of be approved by him that was sort of the society was going to welcome her and she was going to really get out of her roots, you know? Yeah. He must have been terribly young then. He was just out of college practically. I mean, he was so beautiful. Was he? Like, ridiculous, Uh, you know? And she she was like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Heat-seeking missile. And... They, oh, I thought that was her backing up into him, which yeah, also would work. That would also work. Either way. That I don't know. We don't very possible. She never felt like she was ever going to be good enough. So when he had another trip, she got divorced without even telling him. Oh, my goodness. So she left him. She was like the you can't fire me, I quit person. So she knew he wasn't going to want to be with her. Yes. Yeah. So she didn't want to be left. You know, she wanted the upper hand. Exactly. Yeah. So she will, that's the sort of cutting your nose off to spite your face kind of, oh, you know, I've thing. been that way in the past. Yeah. We all are. We all are. Yeah. We're trying to protect ourselves. Yeah. And she always battled with that where she was so smart, but not educated and held that. Yeah. Carried that. Did either of her parents like covet 
status and social standing? Like, where did she get it from? Just on her own? Or? I think hers was really from the movies. Yeah. Called them moving pictures, and she would sneak out. And she would go into the moving pictures, and mm. she would, where they would have the periodicals and whatever's happening in the war and all that. And then she just lived in this fantasy world. And so she created herself. Wow. We think of Instagram as being this novel thing, but movies really from the get-go have been Instagram. They've been, yeah. they fuck you up. Really fuck you up. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I've lived in the fantasy world of movies mm-hmm. since I could breathe. It was a very personal experience for me. Mm. When we moved out of the city, we would still go to these movie theaters and we would just go in one movie and go to the other one, then start over, finish it to the end, then wait till the beginning and then pick it up where we, I mean, we'd bring sandwiches in and we just, we would go to the movies for hours. Yeah. And on the way home, I would sit in the back of the car, put my head sort of on the cold window and I would redo the endings of the movies and I would insert myself in the movies. And this was even after I was an actress. Right, right, right. Really? Psychotic. But no, no, no. I can totally relate. I mean, I would be nine riding my yeah. bicycle and it would cross my mind like, this is a cool shot. Like, I yeah. want music to be playing. Like, I had the wherewithal oh, to go, yeah. like, I want my theme music to be popping on right now. <laughs> And yes, even <laughs> after getting behind the curtain, right. I still have moments where I'm driving my car and it's like, yeah, like- This sh- is a montage. Put, yeah, put, put a 150 across the street, yeah, yeah, get yeah. me and then put this song on. Yeah. Like I'm I still want to be I, in a movie. I see things like steady cams, like, and I'll have whole scenarios in my head that I'll get so lost down the rabbit hole of them. And what'll happen is right before even any sort of situation that could be any kind of happy, sad or whatever, I've played it out already. So sometimes by the time I get in there, I'm thinking, this is deja vu. <laughs> right, right, right. Like it makes me a little nutty. Yeah. You know? Okay, you and Monica have a kind of a lot to bond on. So Monica, she saw Goodwill Hunting and it like it, it infected her. And she saw yeah. it thousands of times and she would close her eyes in class and just watch. No, not close my eyes. I could do it now. I probably have done it during some interviews where I'm just like <laughs> staring, but I can... watch the movie wow and i can like be in it and i had so many moments of and yeah maybe still do every now and then of like feeling transported into that space but then i can click out of it now because i'm like oh that's that's me trying to escape i know that it's a feeling now escape yeah and then i'm gonna say too both of you were virgins pretty late yeah oh so i think there might be some weird interesting segue well, it's not really. It's actually they're super related okay. for Monica. Yeah. Okay. And I'm now curious if they're related for you, which is she was very much living in this fantasy world for reasons because she had a whole story of why that wasn't going to happen in real life. Right. And so it existed there and it was so fertile that it was, I'd it was say, it was almost enough. It was enough. It was enough. Right. Yeah. Wow. I had the same but opposite. Mm. Tell me. But, I was so cut off from everything sexual. Sexual, because I was also the face. I was the cover girl. Yeah. I was, you know, youngest and then, cover girl of Vogue ever. And all of those things and those labels, the Lolita, and then somehow I became the most famous virgin. And it was just that is crazy. All too much to really try to even understand. So I didn't think about it. Okay, how much do you trip out? You're just a dash older than me, but what's tripping me out so frequently lately is that I've lived through all these periods that I had no clue were so insane. 
<laughs> until I now see clips of stuff. And I'm like, oh my God. So we always talk about like, watch the Britney Spears documentary and to see like, oh yeah, we were just all cool with the fact that 300 men were fist fighting around her in a circle and that was cool. That was an assault. Also then every late night show is calling her a slut. Uh, 50 year old men are asking if her boobs are real at 16 and you're like, what the fuck did we all live through? And then so today I had the moment of going through your stuff and I was like, oh my God, it's even deeper. Like yeah. it's even deeper back when I was a kid. Yeah. Are you not having the same like earth shattering thing I'm having, which is like, oh my God. Well, so, and I saw the Britney yeah. thing too. And I was just like, all of a sudden felt this complete urge to just go take care of her. And I was like, she needs to know me. She needs to talk to me. And I mean, I don't know her, I had the same thing. I reached out to her on Instagram. Oh, like, wow, okay. <laughs> like, God, you need a real friend that doesn't want anything from you. I know, I know. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, and then you've heard people say that to you and you're like, okay, I don't really need, like, leave me alone. Like, I don't need to be saved. But, <laughs> yeah, I got this. you know, so I'm involved in a project now about me. That's all I'm allowed to say at the moment. But uh -huh. I've recently had to go back and look at all of my footage and appearances and oh, wow. tonight shows Oof. and Barbara Walters and that Barbara Walters interview is maddening. Oh with it's, Brittany? No, no with, with me. Oh well. it's practically criminal. Like, it is, it is, it is. It is not journalism. And I just remember oh, I mean wow. I was there's one interview too and I don't know who the interviewer is, but it's my mother and I. Uh -huh. And my mother couldn't do anything without a couple of pops or something, right? Sure, so sure, she sure. was always drunk, right? Yeah. So so I could look at her face and know exactly. And the, they never wanted my answer, right? They never wanted the answer. No. They just, they wanted their point of view. Well, they had these competing narratives about you. One was you were being taken advantage of. Right. Well, but they would say you're overtly sexual and you're some sexual tigress. Right. And then also you're naive and you don't know what you're talking about when you answer. Right. So it's like they give you some weird elevated status when you're in front of a camera, but then when you're on the couch, they're remembering you're 14 and now they're treating you like you're one. Right. <laughs> like they couldn't figure out what they were trying to say about you. No, and they were mad at themselves for not figuring it out and then taking it out on me. Yes. Yeah. And there's two things that I saw recently because I've it's like painstakingly I have to look at myself, but I watch this little sweet girl like yeah. stick up for her mom. Yeah. In this way that there was one guy said something like, whatever the negative, it's negative, 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 negative. And you're just a blotchy faced, you know, sloppy drunk. And oh my God. And, you, and they were doing the thing where they say, well, it's been written that. Oh, yeah. Some people will say oh, you're prostituting your daughter. Uh, right. So right. So it leaves them out of it. And I say to, I interrupt him and I say, well, excuse me, but with regards to that, my mom has allergies. And oh, you're just wow. like, oh, Oh, whoa, whoa, baby girl. Oh, my God. No what kid a should sweet have to be. Baby girl, you know? And then other times, as I get a little bit older, you watch me say, no, that's not actually the way it was. And then they say, yeah, but come on. I mean, really. And you're, okay, let me say it this way. No, that's <laughs> not how it was. And then finally, I say at one point, look, I don't really think you want to know my answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw so that. I th like that. This is my truth. And so, yeah, okay, I don't know how else you so, need me to say this. That's the exact paradox. So mm -hmm. all the heat generally, if I have the history correct, is that when you were 14 or 15, you did the Calvin Klein right. commercial. And she says in it, do you know what gets between me and my Calvins? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Some version of that. Yep. And the double entendre is that she's not wearing underwear. Right. And that's what 
adults are interpreting that as. But right. Brooke, in the spot, had no clue that that's right. right. Yes. Which is fine and true. But then she would get in these interviews and they would go, you know what you were saying. And she would say, no, I didn't know. Right. And then, so they're giving her all this credit that you were super savvy and you knew. You knew exactly what you were saying. They're almost like mad at her. All the controversy. Yes, oh all the controversy. God. So they would say, you're Machiavellian and now you're playing cute. You knew exactly what you were saying. So they discount what you told. And then they ask you a question and then they treat you like you're 12, that you wouldn't know anything. <laughs> right. And it's like, make up your mind. Is she super savvy? Right. There's one other, uh, I think a Carson show that I did. And it was maybe the third time I'd been on Carson or something like that. And he was always lovely to me. But he asks me, he says, if you were not an actress, what would you do? And I say something about, oh, I want to be a mom. And well, I mean, no, no. But I mean, seriously, like say tomorrow, it just all stopped. And I'd say, well, I don't know. And he goes, no, 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 really. Like, really? Like, just say, like, you wake up and all of a sudden you're not famous and not an actress at all. And I looked at him and I said, wow, somebody really doesn't want me to be an actress. Yeah. I was like, are you trying what? to tell me something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't entertain that thought. Because uh, Why you know, would you? Yeah. Ask, you know? What's he going to yeah. do if he's not a talk show host tomorrow? I, I know. Yeah, no one asks an architect, what are you going to do tomorrow if you're not? You're like, well, yeah. I am one. So right. that's it. Yeah, deal with it. I have to imagine from your point of view, it's so complicated. And we just had Drew Barrymore on. And her takeaway from her many experiences is so specific. And part of me loves it, which is like, yes, I shouldn't have been at Studio 54. No, nine-year-old should be at Studio 54. And I loved it. And I wouldn't take any of it away. So what's really tricky is if you're exploring this topic, what you don't want to come across as saying is like either that you were somehow ungrateful or that it's also your life. What are you, you're going to take away your life? That right. was your life. That was the one you right. got. I'm not going to take away any of the shit that happened to me in my childhood. Yeah. It's weirdly kind of an unanswerable question because it was your only life you have. Right. And the, the worst part about it, too, is now there's this, so you've got two daughters. Oh, now, yeah. would you let, and you're just thinking, there is no way to answer this question yeah. without it being a headline that they want, which is, Brooke would never let her. And then you try to sort of say, well, times are different. And do I want to see my 11-year-old nude on a, yeah. <laughs> on a movie? No. But yeah, it's a different child. I'm a different person. And yeah. the experience for me was not traumatic. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the piece that people can't seem to wrap their minds around is that I didn't feel victimized or I wasn't traumatized. Right. But, well, you were certainly traumatized, but not in the way that maybe they're accusing you of being. The fact that you have to go defend this bit of work you've done that's become really popular in a manner as if you're on trial because you've committed a crime, right. that is a traumatic experience for a 14-year-old or 15-year-old. Yeah. To be on national television, someone's 12. fucking grilling you. 12, 12. It was so interesting because I remember thinking, when I said I'm an actress, I also did a movie where I was killed. <laughs> Why isn't people have a problem with that? You know what I mean? I understand yes. sexuality is, is fraught, Very and loaded. I understand that. Yeah. Loaded, fraught, and layered. But it always shocked me that nobody ever had a problem if I played a killer. I remember when I had my first press conference post first term college. Uh-huh. And I was so excited to use bigger words and be more articulate in a different way. And I had taken psych courses and they were going to be proud of me. 
You know, America's sweetheart was now smart. You proved you have substance. Yeah, they did not like it. No, no, no. And I watched their face, and they were like, they, in fact, were doing what they were accusing other people. They were controlling me. You weren't fitting their narrative either time. No. You were supposed to be Lolita, Mm -hmm. and you weren't. And then you were supposed to be a dingbat, and you weren't. And can we postulate on what the anger was really about? I would argue that you represented, for women, the acknowledgement that men are fucking terrible, which we are, Mm. and they're attracted to youth, and we hate this about our society. (laughs) Like, I think it (laughs) might have somehow encapsulated something that people don't even know how to recognize they feel. Like, what is this thing where older men are preying on younger girls and like, oh, that's selling because men are shitheads like that? And I'm going to now take it out on you. You're the reason right. that my husband looked at that ad. You know, like, I, I yeah, think that's... I think it's that deep, and I don't think they know it. Yeah, I don't like, think I don't they're... know why Barbara Walters is pissed at you. She's a fucking 20 Emmy winning... <laughs> at that time, she's an institution, and yet she's clearly agitated by the situation. And you have to ask yourself, why would Barbara Walters be upset by this? I think we can explore these eras in a way that like i'm actually not trying to skewer barbara walter she was also living in 1980 right and she was god knows what the fuck she went through to be barbara walters right as a journalist at that time so Mm -hmm. like i don't bring any of this up to condemn any human being that was swimming around in the pond at that time but the fucking pond i want to talk about (laughs) like it was crazy yeah as a mom was she taking the mom tactic there's jealousy there's anger it's such a difficult thing to really decipher yes yes i mean go further like that ad worked right so the ad got pulled immediately by a bunch of different places right it was in headlines it was on talk shows the creative director of that ad said if i don't become a topic on talk shows i failed so that was the mission Mm -hmm. and And you were 12 no that was 15 she was a full Uh, full 15 the, so old. <laughs> I was old. <laughs> Long in the tooth. I know the, the pretty baby was the first sort of firing squad that I- She played a the, prostitute. Did, yep. Won the Palme d'Or. Palme yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was probably to this day the best film I've ever been in. Yeah. The most beautiful and just the most extraordinary. And they were angry that we were depicting a true story. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever talk to Jodie Foster about this? Because I think she had a similar... I don't. I don't really know her. Yeah. She played in... Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. How she was a young girl. Natalie avoid this? Oh, like, so that's a great that topic. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to actually bring that up to you. Can we say one more thought on yeah. that? I think there's another element that's like... So those creative people were intentional with what happened. It caused right. controversy. Mm-hmm. But there were m- multiple commercials, and they mm. set out to disrupt the advertising world. Yeah. yeah. And combine film and the photo, which and have it be literary. They wanted literary references. Oh, wow. Shakespearean. They want science references with Darwin. In, yeah. you, know. you say, like, Shakespeare is to the mind what Calvin is to the body or yeah. something like that. Exactly. And there was a film director directing those, right? He had never yes. done commercials. No, well, it was Avedon who actually directed the commercials. Okay. But we had a cinematographer and, I mean, just the writers. It was all a very higher art concept caliber of people yes and also overtly sexual with a 15 year old there absolutely and the first time we did a minute-long commercial 
that was to play in movie theaters. And no one had ever played commercials in movie theaters. And they pulled it because they said, well, they didn't pull it entirely, but they said commercials will never be seen in movies. Mm -hmm. And now you can go uh, half an hour. You can't not see a commercial if you go to the movies. Plus, this is capitalism. Those fucking jeans sold 400,000 pairs a week for a year after the commercial. So... Mm -hmm. We have to acknowledge that, hate it or love it, that's also our system. It's right in your face. So whatever anger you might have about the system is there, that you're now the face of. There's like a lot of societal things happening that you are the only face of. And the interesting thing was it was supposed to be a two-year contract, and I was signed to do the next campaign, Mm -hmm. and that didn't happen. And I came to realize it was confirmed in in a way that the identification of me with the genes was more so than Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. And that too much. it almost backfired on them. It was as if there were people were coming in asking for the Brooke Shields genes. Yes. And that was really not the goal. Right. So it was yeah. it was a, wow. sort of an, a very fascinating journey that that but they that, put you in that position and then we're like, bye. Yeah. No and I was like, I thought I did a good job. Yeah. Well, and obviously <laughs> did. Yeah. Stay tuned for more armchair expert. If you dare. We are supported by ZipRecruiter. Mm, ZipRecruiter. With St. Patty's Day around the corner, here's a random fun fact. The chances of finding a four-leaf clover are one in 10,000. <gasps> yeah, very limited edition. You'd have to be pretty lucky to find one. Almost as lucky as Kristen finding a parking spot. Mm. There's always one right at the front somehow. Fortunately, if you're hiring, you don't need luck to find top talent. You just need ZipRecruiter. And you can try it free right now at ZipRecruiter.com DAX. No rainbows or gimmicks. ZipRecruiter leads you to a pot of gold, a.k.a. top talent every time. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology starts showing you quality candidates immediately. You can also invite your top choices to apply to encourage them to apply sooner. If you're even just a bit curious about how ZipRecruiter can help you, today's your lucky day. You can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash DAX. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Tap the banner to learn more. We are supported by Squarespace. With Squarespace, you can do much more than build a website. You can also sell custom merch. Guys, this is what we do on Squarespace. We have a merch team, and we offer it all on a website beautifully built by WabiWab on Squarespace. Simply design your products, and production, inventory, and shipping are all handled for you. With Squarespace, it doesn't matter what you sell, physical goods, digital products, services, they have all the tools you need to start selling online. Just take one of their professional website templates, then customize the look, update the content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want so you can stand out online on any device. For a free trial, just head to squarespace.com DAX. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code DAX to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We are supported by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? Monica, what's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? 
I want to say I would write and read my New Year's resolution. Yeah, uh, I would too. That would yeah. be the same. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you so that you can make it a priority. And therapy can help you figure that out. A therapist can guide you through the process of defining your values and understanding your priorities. So you know what things you can spend your time on that will really fulfill you. Otherwise, you'll always be wishing for more time. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp offers convenient, affordable online therapy that comes to you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DAX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot DAX. Okay, so to bring up to speed on when we had Natalie on, there's this pretty well-worn trajectory of Mickey Mouse Club performers. Oh. Which is their sexuality is very much kept from them. It's right. controlled and it's safe and they're not allowed to express it. So when they get out of the Mickey Mouse Club, <laughs> there's these explosions of sexuality. It's happened with many of the performers. Because well, Miley and with... And Timberlake and mm -hmm. Britney and Aguilera. They're reclaiming the sexuality that was kept from them by Disney. Right. And now Natalie's the opposite. She's what you went through, which is she's sexualized at 13. Mm -hmm. And then so she naturally goes the opposite direction. Right. Right? So she keeps hers real quiet from then on. Mm -hmm. And then it, it later in her life started going like, oh, is, was that a reaction? So what I think is insane about all those examples is like we think our sexuality might be innate to us. But these factors have such a predictable outcome that clearly you're going to respond. So if you're overly sexualized as a kid, I think it's going to make you tighten up your sexuality mm -hmm. and keep it to you because it seems like everyone has a piece of it. Piece of it and an opinion about it and, and a knowledge of it. I shut it out uh -huh. and down and went so far the opposite way. Uh -huh. And then it was easy because I was raised Catholic. So I could say you could lean on that. I could lean on that, yeah. and um, and that's why I'm waiting till marriage. Yeah, and that was what I said, and it was this sort of, well, it was an institution, and it's a catch-all. Yeah, and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to explain very much. No, just no. say Catholic Church. Anything weird you say after that, we're like, oh yeah, that sounds right. Yep, and so that was so. I had this great justification, and it was safe. And then there was this other thing that nobody wanted me to lose my virginity to them because it was too much pressure. Right, because you, you were nationally known as being a virgin. Right. I mean, she also went to uh, Ivy League. Yeah. So Brooke went to Princeton. Yes, I did. And uh, Natalie went to Havid. She's just an interesting person to bring up because I remember looking at the trajectory of her career and right after The Professional, I think one of the first things she did was, was Anne Frank on Broadway and took very smart, creative, thespian steps. Yes. And it seemed like somebody had a plan or was educating her. Or maybe it was her and yeah. wherever, yeah. whatever she's it was. She's so smart. I was so going to say, she's clearly brilliant. Yeah. And so that was interesting to me. And I remember looking at it thinking, that's the, the right way to do it. That was the move. That was the move. And so I think I didn't go 
to university to do that. You've trained yourself not to say Princeton. Are you picking this up? All, the, all the Ivy because Leaguers it, can't. Because it, it alienates people, and you, you, I know I'm busting you. Okay. It's like when assholes say they went to school in, in Boston. In Boston yeah, or New yeah, Jersey. Yeah. I spoke at the commencement at Princeton, and one of the first things I said was like, don't say it like it's your middle name, like Brooke Princeton Shields. Like, you just, I'm like, don't, don't be that much of an asshole. But then it ends up being, the, do you remember that commercial? I went to Princeton, bitch. It's the the rap where the woman oh, no. says um, the, she's on a date and the guy, it's like a, one of the first sort of TikToks or whatever. The oh. guy says, you know, oh, where'd you go to school? And she said, oh, I went to school in New Jersey. And he's like, oh, Rutgers? And she's like, oh, no, not, not really. And, and he goes, oh, well, did you play sports or something like that? And she says something and he degrades it. And all of a sudden she jumps up on the table and she does this sort of I went to rap. Princeton, bitch. I went to Princeton, bitch. Yeah, yeah own it. But I didn't go to Princeton to prove people wrong. It was the thing that I wanted to do my whole life because I saw an Ivy League school in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah, that was yeah. I was going to live in that it was a fantasy. You had It was a-, a fantasy that I had. When I looked at Natalie as a person and as a professional, I remember thinking, wow, someone is managing her well. Right. And what a smart move. Uh-huh. Whereas my career was all over the place. I mean, I was one thing, because my career was dictated by what could we do during my summer breaks because I never was going to miss school. Oh, wow. Throughout all that, Blue Lagoon, all of it, you never miss school. All of it. Did people hate your guts at school or did they love it? No, they really took me in under their wing and protecting from other people. And that's nice. I always started off a little rocky, both in high school and college, because I'm like the elephant in the room that's beyond. Well, I would have went to Princeton if I were you with a big chip on my shoulder that everyone thinks I'm dumb and I'm only here because I'm famous. Well, and they did. I mean, they thought that there was not going to be serious. And what happened was I got a, the, it was like a 300 level course that we had to take. It was multiple choice. So you either got it right or you got it wrong. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't an essay that you could argue. Yeah, Brooke yeah. Shields was better. And and uh, I was one of three A's in the class. And there the class go. had like 300 kids in it. That spread uh, like wildfire, I bet. Well, <laughs> no, you know what I did? I stood in the back, watched people. They would look at their grade and, and then, then they yours. would look oh, at the wow. S's and they'd look at my grade. And I like I didn't even know what my grade was at that point. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. So I went up to it and it was an A- Minus, I think it was. Well, and I funny. was like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that changed the entire environment to me. They, they let me in, you know. Yeah. But last about Natalie, we didn't have any of that. My mother didn't know what she was doing. We, no. weren't, we weren't saying, oh, she's going to be an actress. No, we would get a car if we did a movie. Yeah. yeah. We could buy a house that had a tree in New Jersey. Yeah. That's what our whole plan was. Yeah. How do you uh, get that watch? Yeah, week to week, hand week around. To, well, that's yeah. what it was. And so it was like quality of life. So, oh, okay. We don't think that maybe there's a disconnect between doing a movie with a brilliant French director and then having a hairdryer with your name on it. Right. Somehow is kind of gonna work in concert but, yeah like you know Which, by and, the way you were just early i was about to say <laughs> now you can easily do it i was ahead of my time yeah it's true and so it's like wow would i still even be here if i was the thespian that i go see the merchant ivory movies when i was a kid and look at all those and just dream and dream and dream and dream and then you become this fame like really famous 
thing. Too famous almost to even be in anything, really. Any, yeah, anything. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, well, I have to prove myself. You people can't forget that it's me. No. So even if I audition, I'm not going to get it because they can't get past the me. So then I don't get it because I'm not talented. Yeah. And it's this like crazy ass cycle. That is why my world absolutely pivoted in the best possible way through comedy because it broke open my real world. Yeah. Which I had never been allowed to be in. Right. Because I looked a certain way. We're talking about Suddenly Sue's? Suddenly Susan, like the yeah, Friends yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Susan. And I had done 27 Bob Hope shows on tour for the troops all over the world. Like before I even did anything. And that was my happy place. You know, sketch comedy. And that's a pretty good comedy troop to be brought to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean... You're learning from Don Rickles and Dean Martin. And, yeah, yeah. And you're learning how to hold your own. I've learned how to tank a delivery because <laughs> if I gave a delivery that was somehow better or funnier, it would get taken away from me. Oh. And the joke would get taken away from me because I was too young for that type of a joke. Sure. And I would say, Bob. I, it killed. Like, it actually killed. Yeah. The writers are even laughing. Come on. And he said, no, 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 you're too young. You're too young. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm going to learn this game. Yeah. So I would just tank everything. And then the minute the audience was in, it was like, bah, bang. And uh -huh. so it was this. this you sandbagged. <laughs> yeah. Sandbagged with the best of them. And yeah. it was the only area I could look a certain way and be funny. That's right. So, yep. Because you could forget that it was me if I was looking stupid or making fun of myself or falling off a bar stool or whatever the physical comedy was, yeah. you know? And it was also just this revelation that's just what I want to do. I don't need the approval of being that thing. I would guess you're probably deciding at that moment that you're going to live your life and not mom's. Or the world's. But mom having desired social standing and cachet and fanciness. Because right. we got all that. Right. And the thing is, she was one of the funniest people I've ever known. And quick and dark uh -huh. and really funny. Uh -huh. And so much of our life together was laughter. Right. I couldn't understand, and then I really could understand it, but how that was not the way my career was going. Yeah, because you're you're playing like sex vixen. Right. And you're a virgin who loves comedy. Right. Yeah, you got you're like in the wrong body. I'm in the wrong everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a weird, what a weird feeling. You're already at that age wrestling with identity in such a profound way. I mean, what a mind fuck. It's a miracle you're not bonkers, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, we're doing this project and one of the things was it's amazing that I'm not a fuck up. And I didn't have that fall. And I think that what happened was I was so adamant about not being beaten by the system mm -hmm. that things like studying, going to school, doing really well, being fierce about succeeding in that world mm -hmm. gave me such a safe place to be right. in my head and writing a thesis and in school. And it was really important for me. Yeah. And the friends and the people that I had around me, I mean, we never lived in 
California. We did Susan here. But as a kid, I never took the high school equivalency test and came out and was taught by studio teachers and thrown into that world. We were Manhattan. We were New York. Yeah. We were like, I was like a a straight kid and and stayed in school and, and happened to work. I wrote my thesis on Pretty Baby, actually, and Louis Malle and his theme, the sort of loss of innocence and how he textually in his films shows it. And I remember also thinking, wow, though, you're still here after 40 years. Would you still be here if you hadn't become the icon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would I still be sellable? There is a commodity aspect to who I became, mm-hmm. the monetary value of being famous or, or whatever it is. Yeah. On the one hand, it's restrictive because you can't get movies unless you're the star or you're the lead in yeah, the sitcom. It's going to look sitcom. weird if you're the fourth best friend in something. Yeah, and they're like, it's going to be weird and it's distracting. Yeah. Or you're not going to see me in a badge and, but, you know. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, right, right. I'd love it, but it would have to be some weird spoof. So yeah. I get that. No one's going to H&R Block and you, <laughs> you start working on their taxes. <laughs> no. Also, H- no one should go to H&R Block. <laughs> <laughs> no <one>, anyway. Stop <laughs> your grievances. <laughs> stop your grievances. You're going to get But, you know, then it's like, yeah. then you kind of go like, oh, well, you're still here yeah. and you're still making money. Like, yes, I've lost it all twice because my, my mom didn't handle things very well. Yeah. But, there's a value to that, that yes. now I finally have fully appreciated it. Surviving in this racket is yeah. next to impossible. But also, <laughs> yeah, it's okay to hold both things, to say there was some fucked up stuff, mm-hmm. but it also served me, and I right. can recognize both. I can call it out and say, and it helped me, and that's okay. Right. It's okay for all those things to be happening at once. Yeah, I think and people I'll, want you to levy a verdict on something. I know. And, and you can have a very dualistic feeling about all of it. You can. And yeah. that, to me, is the most honest piece of it. Mm-hmm. It's just hard for people to accept because it then says they are right or wrong in their opinion. Right, yeah. right. And truth be told, their opinion is theirs. Well, I do think people confuse when I ask you a question and you give me an honest answer, they confuse that with you telling them how they should. And right. that's not what any of us are doing. No. But because you have a microphone in front of your face, something gets conflated in their mind that you're preaching this. Right. But it's not. Well, you're telling me how you feel about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, it. And sometimes it's conflicting. Yes, you of know? course. I mean, it is, there is something. What did I really feel? You know, yeah. I mean, I lived in a survival mechanism. Yes. And somewhere along the line, as I have this amazing therapist that I've had for 30 years, and every time I come back, Chris goes, are you fixed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All done? You done? <laughs> Wrap it up? Yep. Are we good? <laughs> but at a certain point, she said, you know, when are you going to give yourself any credit for your character. Somewhere in there, there is the person that chooses this instead of that. Yeah, yeah. Or chooses the good, the right, the positive. Vegas odds on you becoming strung out and fucked up were 90 to oh, 1. Yeah. I mean, truly, you have to recognize like what a act of survival like the whole thing is. that you ended up here. Can I make an analogy? It's probably going to make you uncomfortable, but I was molested. <laughs> I talk about it all the time, so I'm very comfortable talking about it. Okay. I think one of the things that often uh, survivors of, of sexual abuse wrestle with is that they may have enjoyed it. Right, right. That's like the cardinal thing they can't get past, or they feel culpable because they enjoyed it. 
Right. And, and it's hard for them to go like, well, yeah, you were nine. You didn't know any of the, right? Right. And so I don't want to be too dramatic with your situation, but it could also be that in some way. It's like, yeah, that probably we wouldn't want that done to another 15-year-old. And also I enjoyed it and I don't want to feel guilty I enjoyed it. And I don't want to have to, right. you know what I'm saying? There's some yeah. weird. I mean, I don't know if I enjoyed the sexuality part of it as much well, I don't think the sexuality part, but I think the filming, what I'm suggesting oh. is that the filming of the commercial was fun. It was, oh. And you didn't know you were saying anything pervy. And there's this great cinematographer and you like being in these things and you do a great job. And now that other aspect is what you learn later, which is like, oh, that right. was sexual. And I mean, okay, do you want to know what comes between me and my Calvins? That was the line, right? Yeah. So now I had a doll. I had a dog. I would say nothing comes between me and my blabby and my, you know, clipper or whatever. Yeah. So there was that, right? There was also a real honest naivete that I did have, right? Yeah. I didn't think that the word come because it was written C-O-M-E in my script. <laughs> right, did right, I right. think it was come? Yes, like, yes, yes. It yes. did not occur to me, right? So, okay. Yeah. I see that <laughs> later yeah. and I think, the ridiculousness of it, you yeah, know? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I loved every minute of doing those commercials. That's what I mean. I got an A on a science test the next day after filming for 12 hours because the question on the science test was, what is a gene? And I was like, <laughs> oh, genes are fundamental, determining the characteristics of an individual and responsible. You know, it's like, blah, blah, blah. I wrote my whole minute long commercial oh my God, for Darwin's amazing. Survival of the Fittest. Yeah, G E N E. Yeah. And I got a A plus. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And I remember That's thinking, great. fuck you, Hollywood. You yeah. think that this is going to destroy me? Yeah. Guess yeah. what? It just got me an A. So what are you going to do with that? I'm an actress, and I did well in my test yeah. because, because of my acting. Yeah. But I think that I enjoyed all of it. I went on the set, Pretty Baby, the days that I didn't work. Yeah, of course. Because they were my family. Also, you're 12. Yeah. You now have a skill that adults actually appreciate. Right. They're not pandering to you anymore. You're really delivering in a movie, and they're grateful for it. Like, all you want as a kid- Is approval. Is, is approval, and for something, some skill that, because you feel the pandering. Like, oh, look, Mom, I jumped yeah. over this thing. Oh, great. We know mom didn't think that was so impressive. Right. But right, this is right. legit. You have a skill. People are enjoying and benefiting from and being happy about and grateful. And I often came up against very insecure older actresses and actors. Mm -hmm. And I got the brunt of that. Yeah. And in every case, I was the star of the movie. Mm. And I was a big threat. Yeah. And I watched that and felt it and felt crushed, mm -hmm. but then learned and thought to myself, I'm never going to let myself feel that way. Right. Yeah, it's it's dark. It's fucking dark. It's, it's dark and it's sort of shattering if you like movie stars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Some level I have compassion for them. Minimally for men and women at least, it's the least just system of all time, which is like <laughs> we render y'all sexless after 40. Right, right. So when that older actress is looking at the younger actress, it's not just imagined. They are allowed to be sexual, and now I am not. Right. Which is, that's dark. I mean, that's the system. And Pretty Baby was all about that. I mean, it was about this, this young, nubile, new yeah, yeah. meat, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the mother not wanting to acknowledge being the mother and making her 
her sister, calling her her sister uh, so that she could get the ticket out and being jealous of the freshness and the attention. Mm -hmm. And she was sort of like the old prostitute, right. even though she wasn't, she's gorgeous. But in hindsight, because I ended up studying it, it was fascinating to me. Well, but the yeah. first step is, oh, that woman's terrible. That's the lazy conclusion. It's like, that yeah. woman's terrible. But then you go above that and you go, that woman is a victim of this fucking system. Yeah. That's the real enemy. But that's what I saw at a very young age and did not want to be victimized by that. Yeah. So I remember thinking, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not going to let myself be there, feel that, do that, because I will be destroyed. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard enough to be an actress past the age of 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I think, yeah, but I think I saw so much of it. I saw bad behavior and I also saw insecurity and I saw it just so much. And I saw people fall in love on movie sets and their lives got destroyed. Sure, sure. Uh, as they like, should, as they should. Yeah. Everyone so, should ruin something on a movie set or you weren't in show business. I know. But also, Go how ahead. ironic that you spent time in your life fantasizing about the world and you you got to see it so head on like yeah. no one more immersed than you and like still you have some fantasy about it i think that's oh, beautiful yeah, i maintain yeah, yeah. it didn't I, ruin I, it for you no yeah i love room tone oh yeah sure. <laughs> love room tone yeah, 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 yeah. you do room tone it's like you're a part of a unit everybody's yeah. together and everybody's just quiet. so everyone knows when you're filming a movie <laughs> because of the sound editing they often have to just get the sound of the room without any talking and often it's at the end of a scene they'll go okay everyone hold for room tone and then 60 of you sit there quietly which is almost impossible for a long, for a yeah. long minute or so yeah which feels like 25 minutes i know and it's so great though <laughs> to feel that collective like energy yeah and i love montage if I could live in Montage, yeah. I would just. I think it's because I was so young and I had such a fantasy world in my mind from watching movies. It was the perfect escape. Yeah. yeah. So I still wanted movies to be like that. I still wanted life to be like that. Yeah, of course. You know? You're romantic. Yeah. I'm a romantic. And I'm an actress. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. Earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. Then grow it at 4.5% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA member FDIC. Terms apply. We are supported by Viator. When you're traveling, you want to get there and experience something new and fun. Like recently, I went off-roading on a Mexico vacation. Got to some locations we would have never gotten to otherwise. Got to see a huge waterfall. It was heaven. If you want to make your next trip memorable, you need to visit Viator. It's a website and app that'll help you book fun experiences and adventures all over the world. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences in over 190 countries. Like, now this is something I would do, a tour of Rome's gems on a vintage Vespa. I mean, how else are you going to find that? Yeah. Or how about a Jeep jungle tour if you're heading to Punta Cana? Fun. Another reason Viator is so great is it has 24-7 service, and you need that when you're on vacation with time zone differences and everything else. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. 
Do more with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use the code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. That's Viator, V-I-A-T-O-R, with the number 10. Who wants to fuss with inserting a card into a reader? Or worse, into a skimmer where your card information can be stolen? I wouldn't be here without Apple Pay. You wouldn't. No, none of the things I'm wearing. You'd be here, but we'd have a lawsuit against you. Perhaps. I just, I I use it 14 times a day. And if it's not an option on what I'm buying, I often don't buy it. Exact same. I'll fill a cart. I see they don't have Apple Pay. I'm out of there. I know. And remember how last year on Halloween I was going to go as Apple Pay? Yes, I do remember. I had to scrap it last minute because I didn't plan ahead, but I still think it's a great costume. Yeah, earmark it for a later Halloween. Instead, pay the Apple way. Apple Pay is easy, secure, and built into iPhone. All you have to do is set it up. Just add a card in the wallet app and you're good to go. We're going to talk about a castle for Christmas, but there's one thing I want to talk about just before we do that, which is I hope and maybe it is in fact you're getting the credit you deserve and I don't think this occurred to me till today. There are a lot of heroes now of mental health. There are people that have spoken out when it was hard to do so. Athletes will get famous for doing it. And I applaud it because that's a rough place to do it as a man and all these things. And I could be wrong on this. I think you're the canary in the coal mine. I, I think, think you're so. the very first person that was like, I'm going to be dead honest about this. I have postpartum. Yeah. I'm destroyed by it. I had to go on medicine. It saved my life. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't write what happened. Like, if I'm writing this story, so Brooke's going to be honest about her postpartum. People are going to be judgmental of that. It's so brave what she's doing. And I'm like, would it be too much to cast Tom Cruise as the adversary in this? That's too much. We can't bring in Tom Cruise. Like, he's the most beloved movie star in the world. We can't make him the bad guy because she can't triumph in that situation. Right. And you did! <laughs> yeah. I will never forget what crazy. you said. Just to remind everyone, you wrote... A great book about the experience called Down Came the Rain. Up to that point, no one's been that honest about it, I don't think. That's in the public eye in the, in the manner that you were. And then Tom Cruise comes out. And you guys have probably patched this up, so I don't even mean to pour fire on it. But the fact that he decided to take aim at your career, I mean, what what a shithead. And then, do you remember Brooke's response? No. He should focus on fighting aliens and let mothers decide how they want to deal with this <laughs> Yep, like, that's exactly right. What a fucking burn. That was like <laughs> such a knockout punch that I think he 180'd after that. He ended up 180 and didn't he? I mean, he public, to, he, publicly he, he did. Well, he didn't do it publicly. He did oh. it privately. Oh, okay. But then okay, I okay. sold everybody that it was. You know, yeah, yeah, was, okay. fine. But I think that's part of that knockout punch was fucking, it was clean. It was on the chin. <laughs> it was like, it had some comedy in it. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't seem too butthurt about it. <laughs> wow. I just want to applaud you because Thank I you. think like I've spoken a ton about being an addict. I've talked about being lost. I've talked about all these things and it's not lost on me that the road had been paved a bit by uh, several people, and you're probably the first. So it's fucking gangster. Oh, thank you. It was, it was the right time in the right place. But did you? Ha- you must have had the fear. Like I had the fear when I admitted I relapsed, which was like, we're going to lose sponsors. These people that believe right. in me aren't going to believe in me anymore. Like I set up a whole story for why that was going to be suicidal for me professionally, which none of it was true. But in my head, it seemed convincing. There had to be some party that was like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to be labeled crazy, and that's going to be a wrap on me. I actually thought that I was going to be not labeled crazy, but 
oh, life must be so hard oh, yeah, beautiful for this woman. celebrity yeah, yeah. who's pretty. Twelve and nannies. Yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah. oh, it must be really, oh, poor baby, you know. Yeah. And what do we need another fucking celebrity on a soapbox? Like, do we really need that? Yeah. And the self-indulgent aspect of it, to me, that's what I was scared of. I have the same one. Like, if I talk about being molested, I'm like, I can hear every dude from a playground going like, how much attention do you need? How much <laughs> sympathy do you need? Like, what, like I'm mining for some kind of sympathy. It's not about them. No. It's yeah, yeah, about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just is. Like, it's... Yeah. So, I also was so angry that I was made to feel like I was the only person in the world that had gone through it. I was like, why isn't anybody talking about this? How come they don't ask the mom what she's going through? It's all about the baby. And then you've yeah. got the baby. And... And it's all about the baby. Yeah. And yes, it has to be about the baby and, you know, inoculations and all that. But no one is finding out how mom is. And I mean, to the level that I was just devastated, they would have really been helpful if someone said, hey, this yeah. happens. You had seven, you did it seven rounds, right? The amount of drugs that are in your system hormonally and yeah. what you're doing. And you almost died on the table. There's so much blood loss. And you went from high, high, high estrogen to nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been helpful. Yeah. yeah. I would have understood that my brain actually was being affected by, yes. by all of this, just the biochemical of it. So then when I pitched the, you know, you have to pitch it to a book, bo yeah. you know, books and stuff. And I, and they were like, well, you're willing to say all this? I'm like, no, I'm going to write only part of it in a book. <laughs> right. And I just knew that I had to do it because I had a, a daughter. And also, my whole life has been sort of talked about. You know, my dentist appointments were filmed. It was like the first <laughs> reality personality. And it's like, oh, she, she got her period and it's on the cover of People magazine. Oh, it's like, oh, really? Okay, so God. you sort of grow up going, hmm, all right, how am I going to make this not make me a victim. What am I what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And it's like, I'm gonna get the first and the last word. Kind of like your mom leaving your dad. Yeah. <laughs> in some yeah. ways yeah. in that exact same way. Like I'm taking control. Writing it myself, making sure that everybody knew I penned it. I didn't want anybody else to feel how lonely I felt. Yeah. And not everybody had the support system. But there's a layer to yours that makes it more difficult, which is if I'm to come out and say I'm bipolar tomorrow, right. that doesn't carry the weight of my gender with it. So yeah. crowning fucking gender-specific quality we give to women is that they are mothers, they nurture, they're supposed to do this perfect. I mean, it is the, it is the fucking bedrock of being female. Yeah. So to actually say I feel detached i don't feel like i'm connect you know like all those things are mm -hmm. the, that's the most dangerous thing i think identity yeah. wise that a woman could admit to well that's why it was so devastating to feel because yeah. it's the only thing that i've known for sure that i wanted to do i mean i just saw it on carson i want to be a mom right i want to be a mother and that was like 13 or something yeah. so the one thing i've known for sure I would be normal, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because nothing else in my life was really normal, but I could be normal. Yeah. And everybody's done it. And the, the people have been doing it for since the dawn of in time. The woods. Yeah. <laughs> and hair cascading down and the baby <laughs> looking up at the mom and the Madonna and all yeah, all of it. <laughs> and all of a sudden I didn't fit any of the categories that would constitute being a 
woman, female, mm-hmm. a person. I was failing on every level. Well, you just said you had IVF, so you're entering yeah. the process going like, why, I'm, something's wrong with me. Yeah, something's wrong with me. And oh, of course I'm not allowed to be normal. Of course, yeah, I'm Brooke yeah. Shields. You're not allowed to have a normal baby and have like a thing. Like, yeah. no, that's why you've had such a crazy, incredible life. Yes. You don't deserve that as well. No. So you can imagine all of it that went oh. into it. And then to be so miserable and disconnected when you could have given me anybody else's baby. And it was like my body just became that baby's mom. Like it was really even just growing up, babies fell asleep in my arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Babies instantly calmed down in my arms. Like, I was like the baby whisperer. Yeah. So then to have my own baby and be voiceless, forget a whisper. Yeah. yeah. It was really That's so hard. Scary. Uh, so many people experience so many people. And you're right, there are levels of bravery because yes, you're a celebrity and you're telling your story and that's its own scariness, but then just to even admit that something's really wrong is really brave. Like there's so many parts to it that yeah. are hard. I also just really was I kind of got mad that it was discounted. Oh, it's the yeah. baby blues. No, that's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> baby blues is a cartoon. Okay. This is not, there's nothing animated about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like, but wait, this isn't fair. You can't make me feel this bad about myself on yeah. top of feeling this bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it became this sort of thing that I had to do. Right. It was your purpose. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so you have a movie coming out, a Christmas movie. I do have a Christmas. Called A Castle for Christmas that's on Netflix, Mm -hmm. November 26th. Okay, you shot in Scotland? Yes. We had the transpo team from Outlander, so I got to (laughs) pump all of them for information. And so I was very happy. Did you get some inside secrets? No, no, and I didn't want them. I was like, I do not want. But I lived in this little house that was right down from Lallybroch, so I was like... God, I was like oh. one of those crazy, ridiculous Yeah, you were fans. getting to live in a show you like. And I lived in the carriage house of a castle, of Get a out. neighboring castle. Really? Oh. So I would look out and I would just see the, the whole castle. Yeah. You can imagine where my brain went. I mean, I was wrapping myself in tartan and having whiskey and <laughs> a wee dram and loved whiskey and just, just, just oh. the blankets and the... Mm. It was just, it was unbelievably fun and beautiful and horses and knitters. And yeah, because you went pumps. from the worst <laughs> place during Corona, which is New York City. Right. That was the most gruesome. The epicenter of. Yeah. And then you go there and I have to imagine some level you were able to forget about it quite often. Yeah. I mean, and it was beautiful. The cows were incredible. And I think that what Netflix was doing, which I was really, I just feel so blessed but to be a part of it is this section of Netflix, right? It's more family. And this particular executive said, this whole sector wants to concentrate on women over, let's say 40, or older women or who have older kids yeah. and that they're empowered and they don't need to be saved. That there are these independent women in this unbelievably brilliant stage of their lives yeah, and they're pivoting and they're changing, but they're not looking for a man. So that was the initial yeah. attraction. I mean, I hate to make it this basic, but they're still alive. Right. Yeah. No, no. They're, and, they're, <laughs> and they're vibrant, and mm-hmm. it's a rom-com. You are a novelist. You go to buy a 
Castle in Scotland for what well, I don't know what reason. What I you had some go family to Scotland because my dad was when he was a little kid, his okay. father was a caretaker though. Grew up hearing about it. You find I mean, his name engraved on a door at some point. Yeah, 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 all, yeah, yeah all of it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a perfect rom com. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you know how it's gonna end, but it's so good. You have to have the feels, right? I didn't really know what that meant. I'm now learned, but it's that I just wanted to be a part of something that was fun and pretty yeah. and works out. And there's horses we ride, horses, there's castles, there's a pub. You got <laughs> yeah, to live in like a simpler that. time, in the most complex time in our history. Absolutely. And it was such a reprieve to be in that environment. Were and you able to tap in at all to some Carrie Elwell's? Like, you must have loved Princess Bride. Mm. Yeah, of course. So were you able to, like, that we all share in this fantasy thing, were you able to go like, oh, yeah, I'm going to really hone in on the fact that this is... Uh, what was his name in Princess um, Bride? No, it doesn't matter. name in Princess Bride? Uh, she um, calls him boy? Yeah. As you or wish? As Did you, he ever say as you wish? I guess all, that, all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> as we were, you wish. I was like, okay, you're not allowed to say it today. <laughs> but you know, it's, it was interesting. We talked very deeply about it, actually, uh-huh. because he has such an identification with it. With Princess Bride. Yeah. And this was the first rom-com he did since then. Oh, no kidding. And I think he sort of did that thing where he assumes that's what you're going to think only of him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so and he, I just fucking confirmed well, his fear. I'm at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> I've stopped doing it now, yeah. but I used to be self-deprecating immediately about uh, Blue Lagoon or saying something like, well, I'm not in a loincloth, <laughs> to diffuse it immediately, right? Yeah, because yeah. you've had the conversation every day for 40 years. Yeah, you don't really resent it, but you do resent it. And so I watched him have that. And one day I, I took him aside and I was like, you do know you don't have to do that. Right, 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 right. And it was it was really a bonding. It was a very sort of sweet, because we both went, Man, we push that button really fast. Yes. Know? It's funny. You know Bradley Cooper, Cooper right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's a very, very close to us and our family, and we basically see him every morning. Oh, my God. You wow. do? Yeah. Every oh, wow. That's a nice face to see. Um, Is Chris nervous? He and Chris love each other so much. It's, I know, I know. But it's like I come still down. Dangerous. And Are I you hear, nervous? I guess no. is a better question. <laughs> yeah. So I did a movie with him a long time ago. Which one? Midnight Meat Train. Meat Train. <laughs> yes. Do you know there's a deep cut, just not to oh, interrupt boy. you, there's a deep cut in Silver Lining Playbook where Bradley's got a scene where he's walking down the street. David O. Russell put Midnight Meat Train playing on the no. uh, marquee. That's oh, my amazing. God. I'm surprised deep I didn't. Deep cut. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I saw it. I went to the premiere of that. <laughs> I did. A good friend. Anyway, we get into very deep conversations. Yeah. And so, like, I'll come down the stairs and, and I'll I'll just smell the coffee and then I'll be like, okay. So then Chris will say, hey, babe. And then I wait. And then I hear, hey, babe. <laughs> and it's Cooper. It's this, like, <laughs> shtick that they have. right. But he said something very interesting to me once. He said, I watch you walk into rooms with people and you immediately, and this is a while ago, but do the thing where you either cut yourself down or make fun of yourself or Mm self-deprecate because you assume they're going to. And he said, they're not thinking that of you. Right. 
And you know how he analyzes oh, yeah, 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 yeah. everything. He broke through to you. Yeah, yeah, because I had brought it up. I made myself extremely vulnerable, and we were just talking about something. And so the this fact— Is post-coital or— It was part of the pre— mi- Okay, it was you know, part just, of the— yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He, Ramping he, he up. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he works that way. He wants to be emotionally— he does his best connect- work that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, he likes to be emotionally connected. <laughs> he likes to be present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was— Really interesting to hear from someone I had worked with and know yep. and knew. Well, you had trust with. Yeah. I wanted to hear his opinion. And I thought, wow, God, I do that. He's incredibly astute observer of a lot of things. He's given me some of my biggest breakthroughs in the way I work through my fears and my insecurities and my I, like he can cut right through it's uncut it's I, scary I, I, I mentioned it before but <laughs> when i was debating whether or not to be honest about having relapsed he's the one who said to me he said what's your fear and i said well all these people identify with me as being sober and i'm and i really value that it, like i i love being someone that people tweet and say i've got three months or i've got six months like it's so much of my self-esteem and he said okay but i think the self-esteem is coming from the fact that you're helping people right and I said, yeah, I'd like to think so. And he said, well, if you're sincere about that, what's incredibly helpful is someone with 16 years who fucking relapsed. That's helpful. Right. You having 16 years and being married to Kristen Bell and being rich isn't helping a fucking person. <laughs> and I was like, you're dead right. That's exactly right. And if I'm true about this claim that I want to help, yeah, I have to do this. Like, he just cut right through it for me. Yeah. And we were mid-fucking, I think. Yeah, I think it was mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That's late for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and having lived it and being sober and being really, really living it, like, he's very intense about all of that. And I appreciated it because it was somebody who I do respect and did have in my life in different parts of my personality and times. But I'm going to go a step further. So I think why you did that the same reason you say you go to school in new jersey is like you're not dumb so you're recognizing that you trigger in people Mm. feeling less than i'm not as beautiful as this woman i'm as tall as this woman i didn't go to that school so for a long time you're right so you're trying to counteract that and you're trying to make people feel at ease right but the bigger point is like you're prioritizing them being at ease over you always and that's what no one deserves. And that's what you that's where you cannot live yeah. for your whole life. I right. mean, better late than never, but I recently just had a very severe break. I broke my femur. Oh, oh my god, that's the worst pain. And um break. yeah, right at the you hip. fall off a skyscraper? Um I fell off a <sighs> Fell off Bradley Cooper? Board. I fell off of Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Cooper sex swing? <laughs> I told him that thing was mounted too high. That was He should put some mats. He should put some mats under that thing. <laughs> oh, God. What a visual. So I'm on the ground. Uh-huh. And the paramedics are there. Oh, my and it's, God. And I'm in the gym. They're worried about internal bleeding. And the paramedics were fighting. Oh, great. And That's I so- finally <laughs> scream. Oh, my God. And I'm like... Hey, and they're like, "What?" I go, "Did you two just meet, or do you hate each other?" Yeah. <laughs> and they said, "Oh no, we, we just met." I said, "Good." The beauty of just meeting someone is you don't actually know if you hate them. Right. So you guys are gonna fucking get along and get me out of <laughs> yeah. here and get me to a hospital. Oh and I said God. it just like that. Oh, good. Like, and then good. they they had to go through the paperwork yeah. at some point, right? So they're asking me my name. So I tell them my name, and I. Go into shtick. No. On the ground. Sure, 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 sure. Wow. And I say it, and I'm like, well, you might have seen a little movie. I'm in the water, a couple of in bed. This hand 
comes on my shoulder and squeezes it so hard. And it's my trainer. And he grabs my shoulder and he goes, hey, look at me. And I looked at him and he goes, you do not have to do that. Uh, And I burst into tears. And it was such an interesting moment because I was deflecting, deflecting, deflecting. Make them feel that it's funny. Oh, look at me. I'm funny. And, you know. I know. You know me. I'm going to make you video. And I thought. (gasps) And it was like this cathartic, this sort of permission. To drop it. To just drop the shtick. Stop. Oh, man. I had to survive. They couldn't fit me in the elevator. They had to bring me standing up. It was just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was one of the run of the regulations. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a re- elevator for civilians. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. What a fucking like! I love how literal it got. Like it, you're dying virtually, and yeah. you're still doing the goddamn shit. Doing it. Oh, I think we can, a lot of us can relate to that. Well, yeah, but everyone's but, doing something to protect themselves. Well, I think people do when they elevate in their social class from their friendship group. I think it it becomes incumbent upon them. I know I do this a ton. So I got a really, really fucking nice car. No one should ever have this car, but I love cars and I got this car. Right. And so I found myself for the first year owning it. Anytime a friend would be like, oh my God, what's that car like? I would go, oh my God, you know, you got to cover it in this clear coat. As soon as you pick it up, they tell you like, you have to cover it in this clear coat. So I have like a list of things I complain about the car, like in some attempt to go like, well, it's not as great as you think it is because mm-hmm. I'm ashamed that I have this thing mm-hmm. and they don't. And and I'm like, I ruin everything I have or accomplish because I'm trying to make everyone else feel fucking comfortable about I it. And I don't actually enjoy anything because I got to figure out the five negative things about it so I don't feel like a dick when I'm talking it's about it. It's so unbelievably <laughs> true. And I mean, Chris will say, why are you doing that? He's like, you live in a really nice house. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why cut it down and say, well, it's not really all paid off yet? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know. It's on the noisiest it's, street yeah, in the village. And like, yeah, and you're just, you're just like, what? When do you enjoy yeah. anything? Well, and the irony is if you do that, which I, I've been on the other side of with Dax a couple times. I'm like, those people are now thinking that you're an ungrateful asshole. <laughs> like uh-huh. that you can't see that you have this insane car. Now uh-huh. you're complaining about it. You're yeah. a victim. Right. Like, so like either way, you kind of can't win either way. So you might as well just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I pray to go like, yeah, I got that motherfucking car. They only made a thousand of them. Bitch, look at me. I got this fucking car. I came from but, a dirt road in Michigan. But I mean, I wish the, I could. What's the, the happy medium? Yeah, what's the happy yeah. medium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to live in it now. We're all doing it. Okay. okay. Will you tell me a little bit about Beginning Is Now? I will. I started Beginning Is Now. It's been launched, it was about a month ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> and October. Uh, yeah. And it's a 360 degree platform for women over 40. Okay. It's a well-being platform. Right. So I wanted to build the community first because after a certain age, there's no representation for you. Right. We're not marketed to. No. We are not allowed to be sexy. Mm -hmm. We are discounted. The minute our ovaries don't work, we are no longer viable, right? So every woman that I know, and there's some, I know the most incredible women are all over 40 and they've all pivoted. They all are sexier, more confident, stronger, no bullshit. They're, they don't worry about the same things they've lived. Yeah. They're deciding completely new careers. They're starting new companies. They're learning new things. The vitality in them yeah. is something that's not addressed. And so it's either your 20s or you're wearing Depends. Mm-hmm. And there's this white space and it's right there. Yeah. And it 
makes me crazy because guess what? I go to a makeup store and it's all for 20s. These now, fucking little bitches. <laughs> but we've done a lot of research because we can't be put in a box, right? So we're 25% of the population between 40 and 60. There's 40 million women over 40 yeah. or 50, I think. And we assume, oh, they're just going to go to the younger brands. Well, we have to because there's nothing for us, mm-hmm. right? But we're married, single, parents, not parents, mothers, grandmothers, partnered, never married, all of these things. And we, we are a diverse group. Right. And nobody knows how to, to market to us, right? right? And it made me really mad. And I said, I don't understand. Right when I start feeling like I'm really beginning in my life. To be you. To be me. Unapologetically. Exactly. And yeah. fierce about it and happy and fun and like I'm owning my sexuality yeah. but in ways that I never did. Why? Why am I told I'm done? Like I am not over. I'm just beginning. So I started the platform. Yeah. And the community built so quickly. And so many women are like, there's nothing like this. We can't believe it. Yeah. Oh my God, why is it that you're just crusty and crunchy and old and you menopause? And blah, blah, blah? Or what about, oh my God, I'm freer. Well, I would imagine like, it's crazy to me that, that products aren't specifically geared towards y'all because I have to imagine like economically you're in a better place than you are in your 20s. Independently you, you, stable. And if you've already raised kids, now maybe it's yeah. now time that you have time and you yeah. want to focus on you. I mean, it seems and very hold the purse for. strings, like control eighty percent of the spending in the household. Yeah, really, really have this independence and this sort of vibrance and this sort of vivacious quality mm-hmm. and game and ready and experienced. Yeah, you know, you want to get something done, you give it to like a mom who can multitask, right. who now they're going back into the workforce after 18 you know, years or, or plus of raising kids, leaving these big powered jobs and then going and raising kids. And then kids go to college and they're like, well, what now? I'm kind of really just in my 30s. And so I launched Beginning Is Now. It was so quick to get traction and gain. Oh, that's so awesome. That is awesome. But everybody wants to buy something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to start off with just selling mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. We made t-shirts and sweatshirts just to get get the message out. Yeah. And they're unbelievably delicious sweatshirts with really cool graphics on them. And now everybody wants me to go into all these different categories. So, yeah. So that's what she we talked are. talked to Gwyneth. She'll give you some tips. Uh, yeah, sure. you know, yeah. Gwyneth is, though, what was so brilliant about Goop is that it did pave the way for this type of a thing. But she's... Very content forward. Yeah. Whereas we really do want to go into e-commerce and have purposeful products that actually solve problems that women like me need to be solved, you know, and want those answers and want to talk about it. And it's definitely an empowered place that we just believe that women really start to come into their own and that they should live bigger. I now, which is strange, but and I've said this to to Cooper too. I've said, I now am starting to walk into the room as Brooke Shields. Yeah, yeah. Like as my full self. Right. It took decades to be able to own all of it. And by the way, if you don't have the confidence to do that. And that's the message too. It's that I want women to, in particular, who've given so much of their life to all these other things and reasons, your biological clock, your marriage, your friendships, your- yeah. It's your turn and time. Yeah. And to bring this all the way back to where we started, which was like movies are the original Instagram, 
because you don't see any people embarking on sagas and stories that are older, right? you don't have an example. So you really think, fuck, 56, it's over. Right. Like, I did what I can do, and now mm-hmm. it's over. Like, and that part of it is that representation, because like, well, you're not even seeing those stories that would lead you to believe no. that you're like fucking halfway there, and you can do everything you've done in the first half, you could do again. And I get it. The 20s are the sexy, whatever. But I just did the Kelly Clarkson show, and, and Kirsten Dunst is, was on the show, and, and we were talking about this, and she said... She was like, you know, God, you even think as an actress, like, well, I better hurry up and just get to, to Helen Mirren's age because right now <laughs> right. there's nothing. I can't I can't yeah. do really a lot more here. Yeah, they don't yeah. want me now. Right. But you can be the sage uh, grandma at some uh, point. Yeah. And you're just like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. I mean, that's what I loved about doing this rom-com because it was this single mom in her 50s, kids off to college, and she's kind of like, what now? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. embarks on this journey. And the sexuality to it. Like, I definitely now feel my sexuality in a way. Right. Proud of my body, my curves, and all of those things that were considered bad when I was younger because I didn't fit into sample clothes and never fit into sample sizes. And therefore, that's why I can't do runway. And right. no, you're just the neck up, Brooke. You're the cover girl. You're not the body, right? Mm. So, so there's all these weird... But I mean, those are those are the messages you get. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just I so know. great. But it is. I mean, I it love is. watching Monica process this. It's horrible. <laughs> it is. But it's just the human fucking. It's condition, not going away. Right? Yeah, I you know. know? Yeah. So my response to it is beginning is now. Well, it's really cool I because love that. yeah, because like I would say like Reese is doing such incredible things on the film and television side. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of actresses that are really, I think, breaking this paradigm, which right. is great. Yeah, and to see it on a, a lifestyle front and a wellness front is also awesome. So I think there's like all these splintering wonderful things that are kind of hopefully going to coalesce. And it's not like, hear me roar. It's we love the men in our lives. We love all of it, you know. And I don't, I mean, a wellness platform. You see, just, she didn't say the man in her life. She said the men in her life. It is confirmed. Yeah. They're um, you're really hung up. You, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to let that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels like I have two. Uh, literally. It's like there's so to dress the same. Sure, sure. I wear the same. Like they'll each like something and then buy the other one. It. Oh my god. There's shoes and there's a jacket and whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, That's you guys! Really like it's so growing out. It's so funny. It's cute. We don't have to worry about feeling youthful because we never pass twelve. <laughs> That's our great secret, if you guys want it. Yeah. Us men. We, we don't ever mature above 12, so no. it's like really easy to hold on to our youth. <laughs> it's really it's really easy. Oh, Lord. God. Well, but anyway, so this is the first time that I've ever started anything. I signed on a CEO line the other day. I couldn't uh, believe it. Yeah. I was, I'm usually like talent or performer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the lender oh. lender of your services. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the This I'm is the, the real boss, deal, though. And it's yeah. the real deal. And to learn the business world... It is wild to sit in these rooms, to sit with men who are these executives. And then you sit with women who are these executives of these venture capitalist or angel investors. And it's so inspiring to sort of see. And it's scary 
Yes. For the the men. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. bet. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's it's actually harnessing this power and just meeting everybody head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I like it. Oh, I'm blown away. Brooke, I'm so glad you came in in Thank person. You for it was so fun. Asking yeah. me too. Absolutely. <laughs> so and on a Saturday. <laughs> All right. Good luck with everything. A Castle for Christmas comes out November 26th. Mm-hmm. On and Netflix. beginning is now is already out. So I imagine you have a website. Where we have we a website. We have Instagram. Okay. Is it beginningisnow.com? Yeah. Oh, it beginningisnow.com. is. Beginningisnow.com. All right, Brooke. Thanks so much. Thank you. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. Brooke. Our last Monday of the year. Hi. Hi. We Welcome to the last Monday of the year. Do you realize this is the last Monday of the season? Well, it's it's the last Monday episode of Armchair Expert in 2021. I was trying to annoy you because you oh, just why? told me that. You just educated me on that. Yeah. And then I mansplained it to you oh to kind of make you laugh. I must be and, evolving because I didn't. I just didn't thought you were just bringing that up in a fun way. Oh, no. You had just told me and then I told you. Yeah. It's really an, f- offensive. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I it was a, it was offended. a bit. It was a bit. I'm just kidding. I'm not offended. It's what we would call an offense bit. Uh, are you in Georgia right now? Uh, no, this is Monday. Oh, but that's our last Monday of the. Yeah, I mean, because we've got a best of. Yeah, we have Christmas best episode. of. Oh, we have a best Christmas. of. We forgot about best of. So yeah, we've been c- compiling some moments. Oh. But I have a bad memory now, so it's been trickier. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year I got a bad memory and I became late. I wonder if it's from antidepressants. I I understand that it seems anecdotally that there's some memory. And people who are on antidepressants, one of the side effects is that you become late. So I shouldn't be in trouble. Yeah. It is? No. Oh, I believed you. You're the fact person here. Oh, my God. I used my power for bad. You did. Yeah, I'm sorry. You sure did. Because how could it possibly be true? How could anyone be well, late as a side effect? If it can make your memory bad, like it could maybe somehow like whatever area of your brain's responsible for uh, conceptualizing time, that could get weaker. I wouldn't mind if there was an explanation because I don't like being late, but I have accepted it at this point and I've just blanketly apologized. Well. What's this, a secret? No, Poem? That's, that's the sweater stuff for the fact check that we oh. <laughs> on this episode because it'll go on sale. When this comes out. Oh. I do this in the intro or in the now? In the fact check at some point. You can talk about how we have new sweaters. Well, I mean, we're here now. Well, yeah, Rob, that wasn't seamless. (laughs) You stood up and... We (laughs) edit. We (laughs) edit. Well, it is actually... um, This isn't a stretch. It's a ding, 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 because I'm I'm wearing the sweater. And you were just wearing the sweater. That's right. I call it a sweatshirt. I know you want to call it a sweater. I want it to be... Yeah, because sweater sounds fancier, and this is a fancy sweatshirt. So it feels like I should call it a sweater. But it's a sweatshirt. You're right. Don't you think it's fancy? Yeah, it's a really nice sweatshirt. Marine layer. Marine layer. We We love love marine layer. layer. Listen... We have 500 limited edition marine layer sweatshirts. Marine layer sweatshirts. And what is exciting about this sweatshirt is Monica encouraged me to do a drawing for it. And and I did. Yes. And if you're not fully up to speed, I have been doing these drawings since I was 11 or 12 called Ballsack Cowboys. And it's a nice little ball sack with a penis. (laughs) And it looks like a horse. And then the cowboy rides it. It's They're so... They're playful. And they're just like, they're so friendly when you look at one. It's the only, like, I've told you this, like, every time Delta draws a picture, just 
the face is so friendly. And it's just three dots. I don't know why. Yeah, because uh-huh. her heart is so friendly. And I feel like this is the last thing I have where it's like I can't draw one that doesn't look friendly. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like that. <laughs> also, you draw so well. <laughs> I'm serious. You draw so well <laughs> I that I was not. like, this is ridiculous if you don't draw us a picture that everyone can own. I have one. I have a ball sack cowboy painting in my – An original. Apartment, an original. Not a print. No, no, not no. a lithograph, <laughs> no, a no, real no. painting. Not a Xerox and copy. It. And I thought it'd be nice if everyone had a piece. Right, so uh, it says ABR on the front, always be recording. Right. And on the back, it's a cowboy riding a, a reel-to-reel tape deck and a microphone that looks very much like a ball sack cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I love the way it turned out. Uh, they're really soft. It's a beautiful color blue that we stole or we attempted to steal. It's not the exact color, but no. there's this beautiful blue on the McLaren uh, retro livery that we just fell in love with, yeah. and we're, we attempted to get close to that. My drawing aside, yeah. the, the appeal is a marine layer sweatshirt. They're yes. so fucking comfortable. This is what happened. One time I was at my friend Laura's house, and she was wearing a sweatshirt. I wanted it. Uh-huh. And I said, where is that sweatshirt from? She said, marine layer. And ever since, I've been pretty obsessed with having our sweatshirts be marine layer. In the second year in a row that uh-huh. we've done it. And they also have some very inspired vintage jackets and hoodies that are super cool. My favorite sweatshirt, as you know, is a gray one with the yellow and red stripes. Yeah, and it's marine layer. It's marine layer. Okay. Wow. Brooke Shields. Oh, wow. fuck. Way sorry, that was jump. abrupt. That was really abrupt. Well. We have other stuff to talk about. Like- I'm sorry. I just, I got nervous. I panicked because this was over. Yeah, sure. the, the whole thing about our sweat sweaters. Sweaters. <laughs> oh, my God. I really did it again. You can call them sweaters. Um, so today was the final day of my gift guide. I loved your gift guide. I'm so glad you brought your gift guide up because... Uh, who did we have on that I urged them to use your gift guide? <laughs> you it was did. another guy. Oh, it was Brian Kloss. Oh, Jesus. He's a serious man. Uh-huh. And we did talk about my gift guide for like six minutes. <laughs> yeah, because um, I don't I, I, I don't want to speak for guys because I could be singular in this feeling. Sure. But, but I'm, I know I'm not singular because every male in my group feels this way too. We are so bad we're just bad at gift giving. It's we're bad at it. I also know m- women who feel this way too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only going to speak. Well, I'll speak for women when I get to reproductive rights. But right now, I'm just going to speak for men. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, I want to give somebody something really nice. I want that, but I cannot think of anything. Yeah. And then I went to your gift guide, and I'm like, every one of these is awesome. Thank you. I have so many females in my life. Mm-hmm. I had this weird thing, and I was like, how can I text you this? How can I get this out of you without you knowing? You were going to buy me something from my Exactly. Gift I was like, is this in a weird way? Like, should I buy Monica everything on this list? Because is it everything she wants? Did you? No. Okay. I think it was smart to not because these, especially for this gift guide, these are like tried and trues. I know they're good mm-hmm. because I either have them or I have bought them. them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to recommend something I don't know personally. Right. So I shouldn't get you anything on there. <laughs> I wanted to get every one of those things thinking, well, this is what she likes. So, And she put it in the universe and let me reward her by putting it out in the universe. Wow. Look for my car guide coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari. But it did cross my mind. And then I had to text you. Mm-hmm. Oh, spoiler alert for some of my friends. Yeah. I had to text you, do you think people will feel disrespected 
that I bought them something from your gift guide because they'll know that's where I got the idea. Like, will it feel like I didn't think about them? Disingenuous. Um, no, um, I think as satisfiers, there's satisfiers, maximizers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, frequency illusion. Better. <laughs> uh, attribution error. Hellenic studies. Um, <clears throat> no, because I know that person wants yeah. the. Th- well, there's several. The thing you bought. Wants all the things you bought. I went crazy. I know. I kept sending you, kept you send- screen grabs of all the things I was buying. I really went berserk. And you it really took me a did. long time. Yeah. I, I like, Shopping I like, takes a while. It does. I yeah. put it in my calendar. I was like, this isn't going to get done. All, every day I think, fuck, I still haven't gotten shit. I like, was laughing so hard because, you know, I have access to your calendar. Yeah, yeah. And I was looking to see what was going on that day. And I was like... Serious Christmas one to four. That's what it said. <laughs> I was like, he's doing something for serious radio from oh. one to four Christmas. And then I realized, oh no, you're just taking Christmas seriously from <laughs> one to four. That's right. And I did. I came up into the attic by myself and oh, I fucking wow. got after it. <laughs> I gotta say, I've become so spoiled by Apple Pay. Me I just wanna too. do a service announcement. I, can we use Apple Pay on our website? You can look into that. Because I'm about to complain and probably we don't offer it. But. Oh. Apple Pay makes buying stuff on the internet. I know. So fucking easy that I have actually built a couple carts over the last couple months, get to check out they don't have Apple Pay. And I'm literally like, that's the barrier of entry I won't cross. I've done it too because I don't know my uh, credit card by heart. So sure. I have to then go find it. And that sometimes isn't times is enough to M- stop me. My big, you know, first world problem is that I have two different addresses. So I have my address that I live at that I want the things shipped to my house. And then I have where my credit card goes to. That's right. As do you. Yes. So when you got to fill that out, it's two whole addresses. That's one too many for like- me. At least 45 seconds of time. Jesus, I'm such a brat. I know. Can you believe that? And it'll actually prevent me from getting, like I've wanted one of these um, wheelies, even though I'm a little nervous. They're kind of like, if I was younger, I would know you look like a dumbass on them. Wait, why? What do you mean? It's a single wheel. Uh-huh. With like, imagine a, um, a skateboard, but in the middle of the skateboard, there's a large wheel like oh. this big. And it's electric. Oh. And they go like 20 miles an hour and the range is like, I don't know, 20, 30 miles. And I'm like, oh, I could ride that to Kind of like a hovercraft? Kind of like a hovercraft. But one wheel, it's called a wheelie. I've put I put it in a cart three different times. But Instagram knows I want it. They keep showing it to oh, me. I keep building yeah. it. You can pick out the colors. And then I get to the page and I'm like, I'm not going to fill out all this shit for one because I think I might look stupid on it as well. Is it the thing that the Millie has? No, no, no. You don't know any. No, no, no one in our circle has one. You don't know people <laughs> like I do. <laughs> okay. It's like a very extreme one-wheeled hoverboard but it goes like 25 miles an hour okay people are like they put knobby tires on them they're going on like um mountain bike trails with them they're jumping them it looks fun um but also it looks like something that like dads do oh so i'm a little nervous that i look stupid on it okay well don't don't let that be a deterrent well mostly no it's just apple pay that's my big deterrent (laughs) okay okay good 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 i'm trapped in my thing i don't know if this is such a bratty thing to talk about or not look we're we're us I know, but I hate... I like Amazon Pay a lot. I'll use it. When they don't have Apple Pay, I'm delighted if they have Amazon. It's a little harder. You got to put in your There's password. There's a couple well, more. <laughs> I store my credit cards on my browser. Okay. So it just lets me select from there. I know, and but it, Rob, that's a little That's a little scary. Are you afraid, Rob? <laughs> no. Are you scared? No? No. Have you, have you ever had your credit card stolen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of times. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah no, well, I'm, I wonder yeah, why. No reason to look further into that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cost of doing business. I guess I store them all on my browser, and then every two months I get, get a new card in the mail. Fine. What's the problem? 
nothing broken. Nothing to see here. Oh, my God. Yeah. I hope Apple likes this endorsement because they probably didn't like my call out to them on my gift guide. I don't think that's true. By the way, once you found out that I loved your gift guide, you were kind enough to throw me a nod. I did. Yeah, and I, I really liked it. I felt like I was, well, I texted you. I said, you're such a wonderful writer. I think you're such a skilled writer. And I want you to write, but that's a side note. I was reading it as if I had a magazine subscription. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it transferred into, like, this is a real thing, and I'm buying everything off of it. <laughs> and so then to see myself referenced in it was really it thrilling. Was like it was like I was in Game of Thrones or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So this gift guide, to me, was a rousing success. I don't know what everyone's expectations were, what your own personal expectations were, but I'm delighted from day one to day seven. And Thank I bought you. half of the shit on there. Well, as you know, as we've talked about, and we need to, we don't need to go over this again. It was uh, it was a rough start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky. And then, and then I stopped caring. Yeah. And I just enjoyed it. That's what it should have been from the get-go, which but is But sometimes impossible. you have to learn the lesson. You do. Yeah. You got to learn your lessons the hard That's way. That's what Brooke Shields says. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. She said that? Well, From her I first <laughs> gift guide? Yeah. <gasps> what? Bill Gates' Christmas video. Oh, my God. <laughs> we almost didn't talk about it. How could we have not talked about it? If people it? haven't seen this. Have you seen it, Rob? I have not. Oh, my God. you got to oh, go to Bill Gates' fuck. Instagram. He made a Christmas video of and his I'm favorite books of the And I'm talking one of the most well-produced <laughs> videos I've seen. It looks like the beginning of a Muppets episode, Christmas episode. <laughs> like Guillermo, he's in a, Guillermo del Toro directed it. No, he didn't. No. But he could have. <laughs> oh, my God. You are I'm a dumb dumb. Yeah, today. Yeah, I believe you so much. <laughs> Um, please don't lie to me. Um, <laughs> but he made this little video of him just cruising down a street. A quaint, a beautiful quaint, Christmas street. It looked like it was at Warner Brothers or something. <laughs> it's a back lot. Yeah. He's on a back lot. Yeah. And, and they've dressed all the the stores he's going to stroll past. I think there's a snow machine. Yeah. Yeah, there's a snow machine. Everyone's dressed up like Caroline. It's beautiful. It's so enchanted. And he strolls and tells you about his favorite books. He spent a fortune to produce this. And how much time? Like time. a lot. That was a full day shoot for yeah. sure. He had to memorize so many lines. He did, yeah. yeah. He was off book on like definitely two <laughs> monologues, maybe three. And I'm, the whole time I'm like, why is he doing this? Out of the love of his heart for these books. Exactly. Because exactly. Yeah, part of me was like, these publishers better pay for the production of this because their book sales are going to go up. And then, then, you, then you remember he doesn't need any That's money. Right. So I hope they do something for him. Well, they'll probably just say thank you. Is that enough? Yeah. After what he did, hired a film crew, a production designer, a director, a writer. <laughs> I know. He did do so much. But that's because he loves books. You know, last year he – I am a little upset because this year we were taken off whatever gift list – I know. Last year, he sent us a stack of his favorite books of the year. He sent us the books. But we had just done his thing, hadn't yeah, we? Probably, but we we need to do something more for him. Okay, okay. those are thank. Should we yous. make a video for him that's equally as produced and yeah. it can be about our favorite um, thoughts of him? Yeah, or like um, a a gift guide. Specific. That's mainly my new thing now. Yeah, so I guess you're kind of locked into the yeah, gift guide yeah. genre. That's fine. Keep exploring it until you've okay Exhausted chartered it. new ground. And anyways, watch that video. It's so adorable. Oh He's so God. cute. He's just so cute. I have an update on our web store. Oh, you can do Apple Pay if you're on Safari. 
Oh, you can. Okay, great. Yeah. I just oh turned it on. So. Oh, okay. okay, now you can. Okay, great. Oh, this is great news. Oh my god! I'm now glad we this have came Apple up. Pay. Real time. Now adjustment. for the sweaters, sweatshirts, you can use Apple Pay. Wow. What timing? These are gonna go. These now because of Apple Pay, these They're sweaters gone. are gone. They're gone. Don't even go to our website. <laughs> Forget that earlier thing I said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Brooke. Brooke Shields. My regret. Oh. My big regret is, well, we had Brooke on on a Saturday, which was fun. Mm. Saturday night. Ooh. Dark in the attic. Ooh. We then, like, two days later, decided to have Bradley on. But we had to turn that over very quickly. Yes. But this episode was right is, bef- is Bradley heavy, and it was before <laughs> we had him on. I know. So now it might That's sound odd. Bizarre. I know. Well, huh. Sim, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a little mess up sim because- It is. They got the chronology wrong. That's right. It's like Y2K. Something in the computer thought it was, yeah. Yeah. That happens. Maybe my dad, you know what? It was probably the day he got his booster. He wasn't feeling great. Oh, okay. So, so in your world, in your opinion, <laughs> your dad's the architect of the sim? I think he's just the client who paid for oh, this right. sim. Yeah, yeah. But do we need him alert all the time? I think I think okay. his health has to do with- Oh, Jesus. You don't think so? Are you saying when your father passes, we're all passing? He's never gonna. It never crossed my mind, but of course that's what's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. When Neo unplugs, the Matrix stops. Oh my God. Exactly. Oh my God, this reminds me, this is so funny. My dad said (laughs) that there was a girl at work who came up to him. It was like, I guess a younger girl. And was just staring at my dad in his cube. (laughs) Oh my God. And he was like, Oh. Is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? She, she said, She said, Are you Monica's dad? <laughs> and but they know each other. Like they've oh, worked oh, together. Okay. But she just didn't maybe put last names together. Or so I don't know. She didn't know. But someone must have then told her, like, oh yeah. She said, Are you Monica's dad? Monica's dad? Yeah. And he said, Oh yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, she freaked out. Oh my god. And she said, like, we we talk about you, like her and her boyfriend or something. Oh, my like, goodness. If something's going on in their world that's, like, messed up or good, they'll be like, oh, Monica's dad. They didn't realize she worked with the, oh, my God. Which is even more sim for her. My totally, God. yes. Yeah. What are the odds she works with the fucking, <laughs> yes. Sim. The guy funding this whole sim. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. I guess he's more of the Oz in this scenario. He. I don't know what he is. Is he the great and powerful Oz? I don't want to overthink him. Okay, let's not. Because he is my dad still. Yeah, we love him so much. <laughs> okay. Brooke. Brooke. I don't remember if we were ABR at this point or not, but she pointed out my baby eyebrows. <laughs> yep, yep. And she did. it was one of my f- best compliments I've ever received because she's the- Eyebrow queen. Icon of eyebrows. Uh, She's icon. the E-Y-E-C-O-N. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good name for an island. Did I already come up with that? Icon? <laughs> I don't think. Maybe. Did That's you? a good name for a pharmaceutical, <laughs> pharmaceutical, for a makeup <laughs> eyewear company. Jesus Christ. Oh, eyewear. my God. Makeup? You mean Eyeshadow. like mascara? Oh. <laughs> eye makeup. <laughs> eye accoutrement. <laughs> Wait. Eye accoutrement is kind Ooh, of fun. Oh, eye accoutrement. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Okay. Eye Carly? If I were named Carly and I were famous, uh-huh. I would do E-Y-E Carly. It's a TV show already. Duh. That's, That's the what reference. He's doing. <laughs> but the show isn't E-Y-E Carly. It's I Carly. Okay. 
you know I Carly, that just goes to show the kids' ages. What? No. I don't know it from my kids. Oh. I know it from the zeitgeist. You do? Yes, because my little sister's name is Carly. Right. So anytime there's a popular Carly something, I'm going to log it. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Well, first I had to ask my sister, is there a story about you on TV? Oh, sure. And it wasn't her. Because that's the way your brain thinks. Yeah, it must be Carly, (laughs) (laughs) the one I know. Okay, what was Carrie's character's name in Princess Bride? Wesley. Wesley, Wesley. of course. Of course, Wesley Mm -hmm. in Buttercup. Barbara Walters' interview, I was going to play it. Should I? Sure. What are your measurements? Um, What are your measurements? I'm 5'10 and 120. I, don't, I think when people see you, they don't realize how tall and slim you are. Let me stand up with you, because I'm 5'5", I'm five five and I'm wearing high heels. Okay. She's making her do a twirl around, basically. Oh, wow. Because we haven't really seen you standing yeah. next to someone. We need to see you standing. Very hard when you get a little kid this side to keep, to keep, her, to keep her down to size, isn't it? <laughs> My dad's really tall, too. He's your dad is 6'7". Six, six, seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Would you be a mother like your mother? I think so, yes. I mean, I think I've learned from my mom. But what what about the people who say she had no childhood? And accuse you. You took away her childhood. But I'm still going through my childhood, so I can't say that I didn't. Sitting here like this is going through your childhood? Well, I'd rather do this than not do it at all. Stay home and watch TV. (laughs) I mean, I'm having a... I like... I enjoy this. And I think that it's an experience that I would not like to miss. Do you have any secrets from your mother? No. We, t- we, tell, we really tell each other everything. I mean, I think that probably as I'm getting older, there are just certain little things that I might just not want to tell. I mean, I really haven't, there haven't been anything I that I... <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I mean, we tell each other just everything that I feel I should tell her. Huh. That wasn't the part I watched, but... It wasn't? No, she gets into the like, have you had sex and blah blah blah, a bunch of shit that's really? not her business. Barbara Walters, yeah, did? yeah, 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 yeah. Because the ad is so sexy. Well, yeah. When I was watching it, I was like, in some weird way, I can't even believe that was allowed on TV in the eighties. Like, in some weird way, we we were more sexual. I guess just concerning children. Like, yeah. Like when I didn't bring up on this thing, and I didn't want to make her feel really uncomfortable, but she posed for nude photos at ten years old with her mother's permission, and then the person sold those to Playboy, and there was this whole lawsuit, but was Playboy 10? was buying them. Yes, they were 10. She was 10. But that's illegal. Well, now it is, but I think, like, in the early 80s, that was somehow, that's what I was, like, really Whoa. going, like, oh, wow, it was way different. We didn't get really protective of kids for, yeah. for a while. Look at Blue Lagoon. Like, she's, like, 13 in that, and it's all about these two, and there's a body double, and there's nudity. Yeah. And you, as the viewer, think you're seeing a 13-year-old, even though it's a, presumably an 18-year-old doing the body double stuff, but I think so that's weird. the difference is because she looked older, mm-hmm. then people just excused it. Mm-hmm. Now you would not be able to Yeah, there was this, that. like— I feel like when I was growing up, there was this notion that like, oh, well, she's so mature. Exactly. Which and is now we're crazy. like, you, you can't be that mature. Yeah. Your brain isn't formed. Exactly. Yeah. Eh. But it did. Oh God, I, this is very dangerous. In no way excusing it. I'm repulsed by it. But it definitely became a weird context to then think about the Polanski thing. Where I was like, oh, my God, society was way different back then. Like the main sex symbol for Calvin Klein was... 14 years old like that's that's a weird 
reality to confront. Yeah. But he was having sex with them, right? He had sex with a... Like a young girl. A young girl at a party in a hot tub, everyone on drugs and drunk. It's not good. It's terrible. Yeah. But when I see that the commercial that was playing on the TV set before they went out to the hot tub was probably telling the young girl something subliminally and telling everyone something weirdly subliminally. Yeah, I know. Like somehow it's okay to to sexualize preteens. Routines. It's like on TV. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's weird. I mean, at the time, uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, defended him. Yeah. And I think some of them had bought into this notion that there were these like turbocharged, sexually mature teens. Yeah. I think, you know what, growing up in the 80s, I think I believed that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's weird because I knew girls that age that were having sex, mm-hmm. and I knew girls that age that were partying. And then so I had to go like, they already have sex. Now they've had sex with an older person. Mm. That's weird. But at the time, you don't really, you're like, well, they're having sex. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's again, we're not asking the kids to know the difference. We're asking Correct. the adults to know the difference. Yes, 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 yes. But I think they they served up this convenient fantasy that somehow there were these people that were just born mature sexually and, yeah. and advanced. And it's, it's so it weird. Just I, I wonder if, I, I have to assume everyone when they're 46, look back on their childhood and there's like some things. I just yeah. am wondering like if my parents had any awareness at 46 of how bizarre the 50s were to grow up in. Yeah, I uh, think so. I mean, that's what we do. We're evolving and we're looking back and uh, this is going to look weird. I don't know. I well, mean, the reason I think they might not have is there wasn't um, a treasure trove of all this media. They couldn't see media from their childhood. They couldn't Go on YouTube and watch an interview from yeah. the 1950s. Like, I can go on and watch Barbara Walters. Like, All right. I can revisit the things I was uh, absorbing at that age. And I don't have no memory of it. Like, yeah. I don't have a memory of, I don't look back and think like, God, we sexualized children back then in a crazy way. And we, yeah. and, and, and older men asked 16-year-olds if they were virgins on TV and that was fine. I don't think that was my childhood. But every time I visit this media, I'm like, oh my God, it was my childhood. Yeah. So I think that part's got to be new to be able to view the media that you did yeah. as a kid no that's true I, I you're right like i guess it's now it's easier to be objective later yeah like all the people would have been dealing with is their memories of that time and and if i were only dealing with my memories of that time i wouldn't have come to this realization yeah i think that's true it's interesting i wonder if it'll, hopefully it'll be ultimately productive like, yeah like it probably will accelerate the good change we need progress yeah it's so weird i think a lot of these like the fear people have about getting canceled and, and can anything be said and uh, can people be funny and can all these things. Mm-hmm. I think what it's really just going to end up requiring is that you delineate between the, the nuances of all these things is like, oh, no, you can still be sexual. You can still tell sexual jokes. You can make observations. There's all these things, but do they funnel into a broader global misogyny? Mm-hmm. Do they funnel into global racism? How much harm are they doing? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. A lot to think about over the holidays. <laughs> I urge everyone to go back and watch some media from their childhood and see if they... Well, it's like a monologue from when you well, were you nine years old. Well, you can now. Now if you watch any... Again, holidays. Like, you'll watch old movies. And then it's so hard to watch anything old. Oh, you know, in my own career, I've done many things that I wouldn't currently do. I yeah. do an Indian accent, as you know. Oh, a great I know. regret. 
I'm ready to tell you that at some point. I'm like, I need to tell you something. What do you mean? Do you remember this? When I told you, you I needed to tell you that I had done it. I don't remember that. Yeah, I told you, like, I need you to know I did it in a movie. And I I didn't think one bit about it. I thought, am I doing this accent well? Yeah. Selfishly. That's all I thought about. But that's okay. Well. I mean, I. It's a bummer. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You wouldn't, again, you wouldn't do it now. I wouldn't do it now. And that's. Well, for a lot of money. How much money would I, would you be mad if I How much are you going to give me of the money? Yeah, half. Half? Okay. Uh, bucks? <laughs> half you could do it for... This is kind of similar to the how much would I drink a beer in a commercial for <laughs> question from Eric. <laughs> half you could do it for $50 million, Okay. And oh, I'd wow. take 25 Yeah. Um, and I'd give half of mine... To your rich Indian family. <laughs> All the Indians I know. <laughs> Just my mom and dad and brother. Um, Mindy, no, you, you shoot Mindy it. a couple million. She needs it. Can't do it. Can't do it. It's not worth it. Not worth it. Happy holidays. Happy- <laughs> I love From you. From us and ours to you and yours. <laughs> Happy holidays. All right, love you guys. All right, bye, love you.